welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. I'm here with uh, T-Rex. Hi. We have a great show. We got Misha Tate coming on, Roxanne Modafari, Phil Baroni. You whistled the Baroni, really? It's going to be... It's, uh, I, you I'm know, not trying to get my ass beat. Yes. We were on a, we were on a hiatus for a while. Uh, it's been a good couple weeks, though. I finally actually got laid. I was on a cold... I was on like a, a Bob Sapp streak of getting... <laughs> like nothing was... It was one of those things where it was like nothing was working. Uh, it was just not... Ha- it was, it, I was... I was on a really cold... I actually, what happened was I called Dwayne Ludwig and he fixed everything. No, I, it was one of those things where it, just, it was not working. And then finally... Hooked up with somebody that had uh, roofies. Yes, and- <laughs> uh, his name is no, okay. no. It was uh, it was finally, which was great. I took a jujitsu class. It how, was uh, how did that work out? Well, you know, I, I joined Gokor's gym, which is basically this. It's all it's all Armenians and like it's in uh, like Glendale, basically, right. like Manny Gambarian, body, and body, Parisian body. And, yeah, yeah. So I joined it like a year ago. I've been there three times since because <laughs> I've been. Are you paying monthly to go there? No, no, I pay by the class. Which okay. is cool. I pay like a, a flat fee. They gave me a they gave me three different prices because it's Armenians. But but uh, <laughs> it was one of those things where I I, I joined and I there's a guy named Dan the Wolfman. You heard this guy? Dan the Wolfman. Nah. He's just basically this guy. On the underground, uh, he used to be a fighter, and he makes all these videos, like like thousands of videos, and people really don't like him. On the uh, some people <laughs> like him, so not. There was actually a post: should he be banned? Because people like this guy wrote this thing, like, "Hey, Marina Shafir, who's Ronda Rousey's partner, won last week." Uh, via standing triangle in Tough Enough, and then he joins the thread, and then goes, "Hey, look at the uh, look at me de- demonstrating her move." And people are like, "This is not, this is not your <laughs> thread, your platform, right?" Some people get all angry because they think he's making money on it, and, it, and then it becomes about him, and he starts cursing them out, and they start cursing him, and he's like, "Anytime you want." And some of his, his like him and Barnett went at it. Like uh, Barnett basically called him out. A couple years ago, and some right. guy named Nader and Bellator is always fighting with him. People, but some people, they, they, people enjoy his videos, but then hope like show a video of him having a knife fight in front of his lawn, like how to protect yourself from a guy attacking with a knife. Really? And people are like, dude, you're, you're not qualified. Someone's gonna get killed because <laughs> of your <laughs> taking your advice yeah. on how to defend a knife fight. And some of them are really funny. Some of his videos. Oh, anyway, the guy. So the guy's there, and I'm, I'm actually working with someone else, and I'm going slow because I, I, you know, I haven't. This is like my sixth class ever. Right. I, I wrestled in high school and college, but I'm 35. My last wrestling match was was 17 years ago. You Jesus. know, I like coach. I coach, but I'm not like you know. I used to go a lot uh, enough, but but jujitsu I haven't gone. I, I just don't go that much. But I want to learn it. You know, I want to learn. I, I, I respect it. I love watching it, and I love the fact when Rogan goes, "What he wants to do is take his right arm there," and I'm like, "Damn, that yeah, that, he's a beast." It's amazing that he knows that stuff. Because right. I'm just like, that's so complicated. And so I go to this thing, and I'm, I'm learning. Just basic, you know, basic triangles and basic arm bars, you know. And then Dan the Wolfman's there, and then he like he's like, hey, let me go with you, and, and kicks he goes my partner like 90%. out. Ninety percent. Well, then he he's he's I know he's like, hey, have you, have you been training? I'm like I'm like no. So then he goes. They're like, let's go live. And he, he, this guy's a brown belt, right? And he's very nice. He's very nice, you right. know. But then he goes, hey, how do you want me to tap you? And I'm like. Dude, like, really? like, really? Like, exactly. How far do you want me to stick it in? Yeah, like, did, really? So <laughs> then the GoCore, the instructor, goes, hey, man, Wolfman, go, go with someone else, you know, because I think he knows that this dude's out of his mind. Right. So then this Asian, this big Asian dude goes with me, right? So I, I, he's like, I'm rolling, and I'm going hard, and these guys tapping me, and I, I hate tapping, but I'm like, dude, what belt do you use? Oh, I'm a black belt. I'm like... Like, dude. Right. Put me with somebody of my own caliber. Like, wait, what do you do? Like, I don't go to a wrestling class and this, this third guy's class and then go 
monster takedowns and go, oh, I wrestled in college. Like, I just, well, what the hell? I mean, look, and part of my, my ego was a little hurt, and I was like, oh, dude, because I, I hate tapping. And I'm like, I just feel like, I just feel like it's a puss tapping, you know? Right. But then I'm like, well, if I would have went to that class and tapped the black belt, they would have had to end the whole academy. You're like, <laughs> right. They would have said, you know what? This, this kid who wrestles in high school who's been on Selexa and, 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 you know, and smokes weed and Ambien has just tapped our, our, our best guy. You know, right. like, class is over. Everyone go home. So it was, but it was, uh, I'm definitely going to go back there. I liked it. Dan the Wolfman, for people that hate him, he, he happens to be a nice guy. I understand, I think, some of his skills as far as, like, communicating aren't exactly the best. You know, like, saying... Should I tap you easier? I mean, like, dude, like, you're not a badass. Like, like, you know, that's it's like, come on, it's, right. it's like you're a brown, you're a brown belt. I mean, if you're a brown belt, like, go light, like, like, work on your, work on your things. Don't say, technique. how do you want me to right. tap you? It's just like, he's just trying to show off at that point. He's trying to. uh just trying, yeah. So like a pissing contest. Yeah, it's a pissing contest. And I just, I don't want to be. But then again, I'm like, whatever. It's all, it's all. You know, I, 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 I shouldn't be talking about this. There's a, there's a thing we're not supposed to talk about training, but, but it's just kind of funny. The whole thing was, was, was uh, anyway. So uh, another thing that was kind of funny. So MMA roasted. So I did a text from last fight, right. which it's funny because I spent like nine hours on it, literally nine hours. Jesus. And, I, and I'm working on it, and I'm, I'm Adderalled up, and I'm like, okay, bah, bah, bah. I'm trying to do my best, and then I put it out, and then sure dog, and someone will be like, not funny. Or like, I know funny, this isn't it. You know, and then, but then but then people were like, dude, this is hilarious, man. I, I, I like pissed myself and thank you. And and fighters are retweeting it and fighters that I put in there. So I, I like put it in there, right? And I have Bisbing and uh, and Tim Kennedy going at it, right? right. Pretty hard. And all of a sudden, Tim Kennedy writes, because I, I wrote like uh, after after I, I like beat him, his nickname will be down for the count. That was one of Tim Kennedy's lines, right? right. So then Tim Kennedy goes, hilarious and true. And then all, he puts that on Twitter. And then Bisbing writes, oh, not this motherfucker again, right? So then so then <laughs> he, talking about you? He, no, about Tim Kennedy. Oh. He goes, he goes, you're getting old. This stuff's getting old, man. And then Tim Kennedy goes, uh, he goes, you're getting boring. And then, and then Tim Kennedy writes, well, I don't know if you're talking about Adam from MMA Roasted or me getting boring boring but adam's not boring and i will gladly fight you to, to uh, defend his honor like so now That's they're hilarious. like basically oh, they're, they're fighting like, over you the same, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the, the same thing that i wrote about them they're just continuing Tim the dialogue he's gonna defend my honor oh i never had a guy say he was gonna defend. dude i like <laughs> you, have, you have no idea how much of a bitch yet how great i felt right. at that point because i'm like i'm like yeah man i've been like and at this point i don't want to like talk smack to bit I'm, 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 like, bisbing's a nice guy nice guy i'm a fan of bisbing and I, I, i'll, I'll watch any of Bisbing's fights. And I'm a fan of uh, Tim Kennedy's, too. Tim Kennedy's a really I'm, nice guy, too. I'm not going to get into this, but then all of a sudden, everybody starts writing, dude, Tim Kennedy, Bisbing's will kill you. Like, you wouldn't last one round. And then people that are defending Kennedy are like, all so right. then they're all getting involved. It was just, That was Look pretty Look what you've though. done, Adam. Look what you've it was, done. It was very life-imitating art, imitating life. It was... Uh, it was pretty. That was that was. I was pretty funny. I was I was laughing. That's cool. And uh, I think it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it was like you know, it's just it was it, it, it was cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, so we're gonna talk to Misha Tate right now. Then we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about the Ultimate Fighter finale. Misha. We're gonna talk about. Uh, you, you watched the countdown special for UFC on Fox Sport? No, you haven't. But that's that was <laughs> that was really good. And we're gonna talk about Fight Night this Friday night. Hunt versus Bigfoot. Right. Because there's some great guys on that card. I got Hunt. I'm just calling it right now. We're going to talk about Ben Askren. We're going to talk about uh, uh, lots of stuff. So, But first, we're going to talk to Misha Tate. Hey, this is Misha Tate. 
Hey, this is Adam Hunter and T-Rex. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. What's up, Misha? What's going on? How are you? Now, um, now you told me that you were, I have to behave, right? Is that was, that was? Uh, yes. Uh, okay, so, so what's off limits here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I heard your interview with Juliana, and it made me kind of hesitate, like, oh, I don't know if I want to talk to this guy. <laughs> I was like, uh, just like, I just, I don't know, but I guess the sexual innuendos and like really getting like creative with those kinds of questions is just a little puts well, me how, off. Like, you know, all right, well, how yeah, I, would prefer, I would prefer you treat me like I was a male fighter, like an equivalent rather than, you Are know, you kidding? We asked the male sexual. fighters 10 we, times yeah, more questions. Yeah. How about if we just don't do innuendos and just go straight for the jugular? Yeah, we go right to the point. <laughs> no innuendos. <laughs> That's fine. I have a hang up button on my phone. Oh, great. Awesome. Yikes! We are off to a great start. Now, now, now Misha, I'm, I'm, now you were the, uh, you were a national champion wrestler, correct? Uh, I was a state champion. State champion. And I won nationals in uh, grappling, submission wrestling, um, a couple years after that. So I was a national champion on that. And then I went on to uh, represent uh, Team USA at the World Team Trials. And uh, I took a silver medal for that. So in the, in the world's, yeah. That's amazing. Because I actually coach middle school wrestling. And, uh, and we always have a girl or two on the team, you know, and I, it's always kind of awkward sometimes when the guys are wrestling the girls, just because, they, especially at, at like that age, you know, a lot of them get very like, they get weirded out by it, sort of. Did you, did you have that experience at all? I didn't, no, personally, I didn't really care. <laughs> I didn't, I figured, you know, for the, the guys, it was probably a different situation looking back on it now, but I was just kind of weird. I didn't see myself as different, you know, I just thought of myself as just one of the, the guys or whatever, so I'm sure for them, being in their shoes, it's like, oh man, I gotta wrestle a girl, or like, what happens if I lose, or, you know, they get nervous, or wrestle you a little bit harder just because they don't want to, you know, they don't want to lose, um, but, I mean, for me, it was just the same. Yeah, it no. Didn't make a difference. When I, when, it's funny because like when when I when I, I uh, coach, we had a kid wrestle a girl, and I you know I I told the kid like, hey man, it's just like a guy, no difference, who cares, blah, blah blah, just go out there. But the problem was that the the crowd turned it into like an after school special where like every time the girl did something, they went ballistic, and it was and like it was like a Monday. Yeah, like, <laughs> and it was like guys, just I wanted to tell the crowd, guys, relax, it just <laughs> act as if it's normal. Right. And then the, and then the right, right. That was the, and then then the, yeah. and then the girl wins, right? And then she shakes my, my kid hand, and then I, I go to shake her hand. And she goes, "Sorry, he had to lose to a girl," and I was like, "No, he lost to a bitch, actually." Wow, uh, it was. Uh, no, I didn't say that, but, that, <laughs> but, 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 but that's what I was thinking. Um, so uh, not even a chuckle out of Misha. Yeah, Misha didn't. Misha didn't <laughs> laugh at all. Go <laughs> on. So, but I've been following you on, on the on the Ultimate Fighter. You, uh, you know, I think you, you came across really well this season. I mean, really well. Thank you. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. You know, I, I just decided I was just going to be me. So I was like, you know what? They want the real Ronda Rousey. They want the real Misha Tate. You know, that's that's what I I uh, you know I decided I was going to do going into the show. Was just stop getting all moody when Ronda was around and stop being all pissed off when she was around and just like have fun with it and and uh you know just let go of all that stupid high school drama bitterness you know that i had towards her and just that was it you know just a change of uh, frame of mind and people seem to to like it so but it did yeah, seem like I'm, but it did seem like you kind of knew how to push your buttons a little bit so what? it did seem like you did kind of know how to push your buttons a little bit 
Well, I didn't at the beginning, but it just like it seemed like every time that I was actually in a good mood, regardless of if she was around, that it really pissed her off. So <laughs> it wasn't my intention to go in there and be like, oh, I'm just going to like be me and, and it's going to piss Rhonda off. Like I had no idea, but the point of it was is that I had never been that way before. So anytime Rhonda would walk in the room, I'd be like immediate scowl on my face and be like, Oh, I just hate this chick, you know? And then, uh, and I just was like, well, I'm like, I'm just letting go. Like, I don't even, I don't even hate her anymore. You know, I'm just going to look at the glass half full and be thankful for the things that I have benefited from her being a part of my career. And so it just felt like it took a thousand pounds off me. Like the weight of the world was just off my shoulders I didn't have to hate around anymore I could just be me and you know be thankful that we have the rivalry that we do and that it's done great things for women's MMA and you know focus on the positive and so I was like you know what that makes it so much easier just to keep a smile on my face and to be happy which I prefer it's much nicer going through life being happy than being bitter and um, you know it pissed her off because I think she was used to having that kind of control over me you know she'd walk in the room and she'd be the one with the smirk on her face and I'd be the one pissed or and then I'd like turn when I just let go of it. Um, she'd walk in the room and I'd be like, "Hey, you know what's up? How's it going?" And she'd be like, "Like she'd be like steam coming out of her ears like immediately. Like what happened? Like it's not working anymore." <laughs> so it's just kind of funny. Do you think you guys could ever be friends? I don't ever want to be friends with her. I mean, I just have no like desire to like. I I feel like I I clearly know the real Ronda Rousey. And I mean, I just think anyone who is even capable of doing the things that she's done is like at the at the end of the day is not the kind of person that I want to surround myself with. You know, I want to surround myself with people who have positive mentalities, people who are emotionally stable, people who are you know, being like not so bipolar with her. Because it's like I I would be afraid to be her best friend, and then like you know, at, at some point, I feel like she probably is the kind of person that has relationships fall apart because she thinks that someone has done wrong to her and then all of a sudden she's going to try to kill you when you're sleeping or something you know what I mean that's like the kind of person <laughs> she is so I don't even want to be close to her like she can stay where she's at I'll stay where I'm at and I'm perfectly content with the friends that I have I do not feel like I have uh, like a hold of soul that I need to be friends with Ronda Rousey like I would prefer her to just stay my rival I mean you said that she's you think she, she's jealous because you're in a relationship and she's not capable of keeping a man <laughs> <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> yes. You, 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 wow. Um, yeah, you know, well, I mean, potentially, yeah, because, I mean, for the longest time, it's like all she would ever talk about was Brian. So it's like, dude, what is your fetish? Like, what's your obsession with him? You know, like, you're always talking about him. You always want to be near him. Like, it was just weird. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe you should just... A has a, a jealousy issue of the fact that we have a strong relationship and have a strong relationship maybe she's targeting it because she sees it as a strength. So she wants to try to divide us and create weakness before our fight. You know, she is mental. Like she's a, she has a great tactics when it comes to mental warfare. I will give her that. So, you know, that could be another of her game plan, just trying to get Brian and I to go home and argue about stupid shit that Rhonda has said, you know, like, I don't know, but it's, it's so high school, so stupid that I'm just done with it. I don't even care about what, it anymore. Was her, uh, <laughs> was, was her obsession with Brian before or after he said the things on Twitter? Uh, well, she would talk about him a lot even before that, but, um, no, you know, what's weird is like it, 
she was actually pretty cool about that, like, whole thing when he said that, because he didn't, it wasn't too Ronda. It wasn't like him and Ronda were arguing, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, you know, he threatened her. Like, no, it was her, the stupid Ronda bot fans that get on Twitter and, like, harass you. And, like, I mean, anybody could probably understand that emotions run high the night before a fight. So I'm getting ready to fight her and all these people. Like, this is a, this is also a mental note. Just stay off social media. Like, an emotion, when you're an emotionally tight, like, high period in your life, just get off social media. I learned that one the hard way, too, and so did Brian. But um, anyways, he responded to a fan saying that Ronda would smash him and all this stuff, and he responded saying, hypothetically, this is what would happen because I'm a man and I fight in the UFC and she's a woman and she fights in the UFC like a just physically different and um you know what i mean so anyways it came out bad and um she was cool about it at first she's like you know like i think he's already getting enough heat like you know i i think it was a dumb comment but i don't take it personally like i don't think you know didn't take it as a threat threat. you know it was stupid on his part whatever and then like two months later she started just thrashing him for it and i think she just realized she she could get some good publicity off of it you know it was like the win-win for her the lose-lose for him i gotta say with brian um, i gotta say i'm sorry to interrupt for a second with brian you know when i watched him on the ultimate fighter i I really didn't you know he didn't really stand out that much but he seemed like a very nice guy and then uh and then when he he did that thing and i didn't really know that much about it but then when the whole pat healy thing of him taking the money and then saying well i don't feel bad because he shouldn't smoke weed and then we had Michelle Old on our podcast who said that he, uh, he sold her drugs or sold drugs or something to somebody. And then, and then we had... Oh, my... And then we had... Uh, Michelle, and- Old, Michelle Old's an idiot, first of all. She is a complete <laughs> moron. So I can't stand that girl. I never have. She's like drama well. I'm not even going to get into her. So she, first of all, I don't even think she's ever met Brian. So... These people, I swear to God, like, once you start getting something that they feel like they can glom onto, like, oh, I'm going to glom onto that train, too, and I'm going to, you know, talk crap about him, too, or this or that, or I'm going to make up more bullshit. Like, get over yourselves. Like, this is, it's so stupid that it is so unbelievably stupid that it's a waste of time and energy to even for me to even discuss it. Like, it yeah, is well, so she was saying that like that even... he sold her 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 roommate PEDs or something in college or, so, or it was some kind of some kind of thing. Which so that so that and then the whole Cat Zingano thing when with the elbow did he did Brian elbow Cat? Absolutely not, you guys. If if someone would have elbowed me in the back of the head, particularly the corner of the girl that I'm about to fight, don't you think you would have said something? And what freaking kind of man is her husband if he didn't say something or do something that night? Like, seriously, you guys, think about it. Why would you wait until after a month when the weed comments come out and then all of a sudden you come out with this story? Like, come on, you guys. So you would have said something right then and there. And if you didn't, like... Don't get mad at me. I'm just asking the question. I just... for her husband as a man and her cornerman to not say something and take care of the situation right then and there and to, to notify the UC and be professionals, but rather wait until, you know, the whole comments about we come out and then you guys are upset about something so you come up with this story. Like, it's so, you know what I mean? Again, it's just ridiculous to me. And, and you know what? 
Brian and Pat are friends, like outside of the, outside of the UFC, they're friends. Um, you know, they've trained together. They're both from the Pacific Northwest. So when you say something about like your buddy, like, dude, that was the dumbest thing you could have ever done. Like you're, you're so stupid for, I can't believe you just threw away $50,000. Like it wasn't like, you know what I mean? I guess because he's close to Pat, he didn't feel bad saying like, dude, that was, that was retarded. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's just. Okay. So you heard it here first. So Brian Caraway. It. So Brian Caraway, you heard it here first. Did not elbow Cat Zangano. Didn't sell his his. Uh, you guys uh, didn't sell drugs in college, and he didn't. Uh, uh, what was the third thing he didn't do? Uh, something else. So all the okay. So you heard it here first. I was the same uh, because didn't, he didn't threaten. Uh, uh, he didn't threaten because well, <laughs> well, he did do that. Because the thing was when I when I when I, when I watched the show, he came across like a real nice guy, and I actually felt bad for him. In that one situation where it was at the bowling alley or something, or no, it was at the bar. At the bar, right? The bar where it was like between Edmund. Have you guys, have you guys ever been hanging out with your friends and someone says something about, and uh, like someone you don't necessarily know that well? Maybe you've talked to them two, three times. Let's just say hypothetically, and they say, "Dude, I really, I don't like this guy because this and that." And then all of a sudden, one of your other buddies goes, yeah, you know, I was talking to him one time, and he kind of seemed weird. Or he, And then another friend goes, yeah, you know, and I remember one time, like, he didn't even say hi to me. Like, that's how I feel like this whole thing is. Like, Rhonda has completely targeted him, like, like clearly, like, you know, she knows she can pick, try to pick at him and pick at him, and it's a lose-lose for him because he's a guy who can't say anything about Rhonda. And then all of a sudden, Kat comes out, oh, yeah, well, this and that. And all of a sudden, Michelle comes out, oh, this and that. Like, it just... It's just one of those stupid things that, like, the like a bunch of hens are clucking, and they want to, like, jump on the same stupid thing. So it's just, to me, it's unbelievably stupid. And yeah, if no, people I mean, want to buy into it, then fine. Buy yeah, into it. I'm not I mean, buying, I'm I, not I don't buying know what it. I can say or do. I can't change your mind. But I'm telling you that you don't, you, if you don't know Brian then you can't say anything about, you know, you can't say anything about him. Like he's a great guy. I've been with him for seven years. I can attest to all the things, you know, all the things that he's done helped me. He's a very, very good person. Um, you know, he'd give you the shirt off of his back kind of guy and, uh, you know, whatever, if people want to believe what someone else is saying about him, then I mean, I'm not, I can't sit here and like argue. It's, it's pointless to me. I know the kind of person that he is, and you know what I mean? I'll stand by his side till the end of time as far as all that bullshit goes. So, so how come seven years? How come there's no ring? I'm, I'm just, I think marriage is kind of overrated, personally. <laughs> I'm not, like, jumping at the bit to get married. He's not jumping at the bit to get married. I don't think a piece of paper determines, you know, anything. Like, as far as you feel, if you're committed to each other and you love each other, then I like that, that's thinks. okay for me. I'm not, I'm not at all, like, in a rush to get married. I have my career that I'm focusing on, and I don't feel like I'm missing anything by not having a ring on my finger. You know what I mean? I probably lose it in training anyways, taking it off <laughs> twice a day. So how, now, how do you guys? I mean, seven years is a long time to be with someone. I mean, how do you guys keep it fresh? And not like, what's a you guys like role play or is it is it kind of like? Is it, yeah, this is again what I'm telling you. You have to behave yourself. <laughs> if you're not getting into these kind of questions, she so saw, I'm going to put you in the, check right there. She saw it coming a mile away. Dude. I, I just, yeah, I was, I'm, just, I'm just asking. I mean, so you, guys, you guys both are both athletes. You're both in shape. You're both good-looking people. I'm just, you know. By role play, do you mean jujitsu? Yeah, I mean jujitsu. Uh, it just seems like, uh, you know, I mean, after a while, like my, my ex-girlfriend would say things like, okay, I'll be, you know, your brother. Or something. You know, 
<laughs> or, or something to the to that extent. It was like, wow, that was definitely too much information. No, I'm just kidding. See, I'm just, but no, I'm just saying that you you have to keep it fresh. You know, you have to kind of spice it up. And I think I think people want to. People probably say that you guys probably have crazy, crazy, you know, intercourse. And I'm sure that's <laughs> that's true. Correct? You guys probably no. That's enough. All right. Next question. Okay. So. All right. So right. Okay. So what's the now? Obviously, you know, we all saw the first fight. We saw um, what happened with Ronda. Now, what's going to be different in this fight? Haven't you guys heard me answer this question like a million times? All right. right. Next question. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, well, I have, but some people haven't. I mean, so, I mean. Okay. So- okay. What's going to be different this fight is that I'm going in emotionally uninvested. As it, the first time, I was so angry at her that my motivation was to punch her in the face and hurt her more than it was to win and be a champion. And uh, I just don't function well off of that kind of negative energy. I learned my lesson the hard way. I abandoned the game plan because I was so emotional and I was so pissed off at the things that she said. And, uh, you know, I just have let it go. Like, it, it's not worth that kind of time and energy and investment in myself. So I'm going in there to, to be the champion, you know, not because I want to beat Ronda. Like, yes, I do want to beat Ronda, of course. But I guarantee you when I step in there on the 28th, she's going to be the nameless, faceless opponent that's standing in the way of me and my goal in getting that, well, that world championship. You know, but I'm not going like, to make it personal. But as far as physical, and that's it. I mean, are you going to just, I mean, focus more on wrestling, more on the boxing, more stand-up. You obviously, I mean, do you want to go to the ground with her? No, I prefer to keep it on the feet. Obviously, the only way that she's ever won a fight is, is on the ground. So, you know what I mean? I don't think it's any secret. I don't think that she has hands at all. And I think that her stupid little poking jab, um, it's dumb. And I don't think that, you know what I mean? I think it's just overrated. Everybody runs around and, and is so scared of her. I'm not scared to go on the ground with her at all. But, I mean, obviously, I would love to knock her out. Like, I, I want to I knock her out. I want her to wake up looking at the lights. I think I have way more power in my hands and way more way more uh, experience on the feet and everything, you know? I mean, can I hang with her on the ground? Yeah, I think I proved that the first time when I took her back and I escaped one of her arm bars. Um, you know, those are two things that, that uh, well, I guess Liz got her back for a little bit. But, um, anyways, uh, yeah, I think I hit her hard, and I think she's afraid of... of you know, I think she's afraid to exchange punches with me, so I don't think she's going to want to do that. I think she's going to want to come out there and throw me down on the ground like she always tries to do to everybody. But, um, man, I, I'm really working on developing my power and strength and everything, so I, I would love to get that a clean knockout. Now, one of the things that I, that I kind of like, you know, being a coach and whatever, after, uh, after you know, when Rhonda and you guys would actually, at the end of the fight, she would always give you the middle finger. Which I thought was wrong because, you know, you know, she is, I think she is an, uh, a role model and an example for kids. And I think, you know, there are a lot of times I want to give someone the finger after a match and I can't do it because yeah, there are like, kids well, watching. Well, yeah, how about if Kobe, you know, if Kobe Bryant did that after, after every game? After like, every, the, yeah, he'd yeah, be fined every single game. Just, go to the just giving someone the middle the finger. finger, you know? I think it's kind of true. Well, there's, there's, there's a certain level of professionalism and sportsmanship that I find value in that I think that Rhonda doesn't. Rhonda is so self-absorbed that she doesn't care about anyone else or how the sport is represented. She just wants to be able to do whatever she wants, whenever she wants, with no repercussions. And so far, she's been able to do that. You know, she's been the UFC's golden girl, the angel, the, 
all American, the Olympian, the, the great, you know, Miss America kind of like image. And I think I just exposed her, you know, this is the Rhonda that I have been dealing with that people haven't understood uh, what I've been going through, the reasons why I don't like her. And it was in full effect this, this season. So people kind of got to see, got some insight actually. And I find value in sportsmanship and, and all those other things, because particularly for this sport of MMA that I love so much, do you think it wouldn't have felt great to tell Rhonda how stupid I think she is and cuss her out and flip her out, flip her off and shove her or whatever? I mean, yeah, like a part of me would have absolutely would have loved to do that, especially with no consequences. You know, just walk off scot-free. You know, she can't do anything. Dana's not going to do anything. Nobody's going to do anything. I can do whatever I want. But the point is, is that there's a bigger picture and it's not just about me. It's about the way that I represent the sport and the way that I teach young girls coming up into the sport who will be my predecessors, how I feel they should, you know, treat the sport and have that kind of sportsmanship. That's what makes it a sport. And MMA has got such a bad rap for such a long time. And there's so many stigmatisms we're trying to change by saying this is not human cockfighting. This is not a blood sport. This is not about the violence. This is a real sport. We are sportsmanships. We, we have sportsmanship, we shake each other's hands, we respect each other, we train hard not only in offense but defense, like there are rules, all these things that make it a sport, those are the things that are valuable to me and, and it's bigger than just myself. Whereas Rhonda, it's the Rhonda show, it's about Rhonda, you know what I mean? And, and if anybody doesn't like it, she, she could give you know two shits about it. Like, and, and that's fine. That's whatever. You know what I mean? She can be real. Like if being a sportsmanship, being, having sportsmanship and being a professional means that I am fake, then I would rather be fake all day long. I'm telling you what, it takes some effort to not want to smack someone in the face like Rhonda. It takes some self-control and it takes being an adult and having some, you know, moral <laughs> values that you're not willing to step away from to, you know, to satisfy Rhonda, you know, she, she wanted me to fly off the handle and be just like her. That's not me. I am not Rhonda. That's why we differ. That's why we argue. That's why we don't like each other because we have obviously like night and very different values and what's important in our lives. And I was raised that it's important to have sportsmanship regardless. So, you know, I'm sorry if some people think that it was fake, but I was taught in wrestling. You always shake the coach's hand, you shake the athlete's hand. And I was not about to change my, my moral values for Rhonda. Misha, I gotta say, you're very intimidating. Uh, you are... Dude, I, there's no way that Brian you, wins arguments yeah, in the house. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a great interview, but holy shit. Um, now, speaking of fake, like, there's a question I, I do want to ask you, but I don't want you to hang up the phone. Um, <laughs> hello? Oh, no. No, oh, yeah, don't even go there. Okay, all right. Okay, next question. I love it. Next question. All right, so, speaking of uh, one of your... Um, one of your, uh, one of you actually both your your, your guys won. Uh, Holdsworth won. Who I, I, Holdsworth on the show? Great guy. Juliana won. Uh, would you be opposed to fighting Juliana in the future? You know, I don't I don't want to fight Juliana because I feel like close to her. You know, I feel like she's my friend and uh, she's a training partner of mine. So it's just it would be weird. 
Um, so it's just not even something that I'm focused on at the moment. You know, if I was, if, you know, if I was a title holder and Juliana was the, the number one contender and she wanted to fight me, then, you know, I mean, I might be like, well, you know, I'm the champion. Like if she feels comfortable with it, then I'm not going to like be like, oh, I'm not, I'm going to turn the fight down. Like if she wants a shot, a shot at the belt and she doesn't want to make it personal, then yeah, it would be weird for me. Like I wouldn't be excited about it, but you know, if she wants to, to be the champion, like, who am I to be like, well, I don't care. Like, you can't have a shot at the title because I'm the one holding it. So, really, that's kind of on her. Okay, so you would fight her, but uh, but it would... She would, I would, I would not... I would not disrespect her by not giving her a shot at the title if that's what she wanted. But other than that, like, in le- that was like the very hy- hypothetical situation. If I was a champion and she wanted to fight me to be the champion, then I feel like the champion's job is to fight anyone and, you know, anyone. Like, the number one contender, the best person in the world. And, uh, you know, what if I was a champion for years to come? Like, is that not, is that fair of me to be like, well, Juliana, we're friends, so be so you can't have a shot at the title even though you've earned it um, because we're friends. Like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't think that would be right of me. But other than that, like, do I personally want to fight her? Like, no, because, you know, I don't want to, like, you know, she's my friend, so it would be just weird. It w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy it. You know what I mean? My Michael Chiesa came on the show and said she was a different duck. That's what he called her. <laughs> and uh, it seems like a lot of people in the house didn't like her. And uh, she says because a lot of the guys wanted to get with her and then their girlfriends would get mad at home if they were watching it and that the girls were jealous of her. I mean, what's your opinion? Why did people not seem to like Juliana? Um, gosh. You know, I think it's just because she just marches to the beat of her own drum. You know, she... She is not a malicious person. She is not a, you know, a bad person by any means, but sometimes she can just be in her own world and it can be a little bit annoying, like, (laughs) because she doesn't have, like, the, the sensors that other people have of, like, being in another person's bubble or, like, like, sometimes, like, talking too much or asking too many questions or being extremely loud when someone's trying to take a nap. Like sometimes she just doesn't think about it like through, like it's not like she means to do it, but it's just those kinds of things. Like sometimes she just doesn't think like she's an airhead. (laughs) She doesn't mean to, but she, you know, sometimes you're like, Juliana, shut up. Like don't ask another question. Like that kid on the road. It's like, Hey, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And you just want to like smack it. Like sometimes that's her. It's like, Juliana, like shut it. Like stop asking me questions or whatever but no i mean she she honestly that's the only thing that i can say that's even remotely like negative or bad like but it's it's not even like intentional like i said she has a heart of gold totally and again like give you the shirt off her back kind of girl sweet sweet person okay. and i i love her to death but i mean yeah she she can be a little bit trying on your patience sometimes if you're if you're especially if you're not a patient person Right. No, it seemed that way. It seemed like there was like some, I mean, because there are people in the past like Junie Browning or or War Machine where you're just like, I could see why people would really be annoyed by that person. But with her, it seemed like they were kind of ganging up on her a little bit. And I I think it was more of that too, honestly, on the show. I don't think that she did that many things that were like in other people's like, like, you know, that really like put them out. But it was just things that they decided they didn't like. And then again, like I told you, as soon as you get a group of people together talking, 
Oh, did you see Juliana wearing those short shorts today when she went down to the bottom cabinet to grab her cereal at the bottom? Like, you know, like, how dare she? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, when she hopped out of bed this morning, you know, I mean, just whatever. Like, and then they get talking, and then all of a sudden this whole, like, thing develops, and everybody's in on it, and everybody's ganging up on that one person, and now they all have something in common because they don't like this. It's the same thing. Like, it's, here it is again, all this stupid drama, people getting together and making it more than it is. Like, that's what I really, uh, that's what I really think kind of happened. Now, yesterday on Twitter, Cyborg said she wanted to train with you to prepare for Rhonda. Uh, are you going to take yes. her offer? We're actually talking. I've been texting her. She said that she's flying to Brazil until the 17th. Um, so I'm trying to see if there's a way that I can work that in. You know, I would love to work with her. Um, so if we can work it out with our schedules, then absolutely. You know, I think Cyborg's obviously one of, one of if not the best, females in the world. So um, getting a chance to work with her would be you know, just an exceptional opportunity that I would absolutely love to take advantage of. Now, let's say you go out and stop Ronda in the first period, right? Let's say you go out there, you, you know, you, you knock her out. Do you think she quits fighting uh, like Gina Carano did after Cyborg beat her and, and goes into Hollywood? What do you think happens? You know what? I've been wondering about that a lot. It's funny you ask. Um, I, I had to notice that when she did the interview with us uh, after the fights uh, this Saturday, you know, she said that she was happy that there were more women so that, you know, she doesn't leave this kind of Gina Carano void when she leaves. It kind of made me think, like, where is your thought? Like, where's your mind at? Like, what do you, what do you mean when you leave? You're, like, already, already anticipating, about already departing. planning it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if that means, like, what would happen, but... If I was her and I lost to me, I would want to fight again. Like, you know what I mean? I would want the rubber match. Well, I would yeah, be like, damn, match. you know, I, I screwed up or whatever. I was too busy making movies. I can do better than that. That's what I would think as a, but, you know, I don't know where her heart is at. It seems like she's already content starting her Hollywood career. And I don't know if, like, Rhonda's ever really been in it in this sport because, you know, because she she truly maybe loves it at the bottom of her heart. You know, it could have been more of like a sling thing that she was just so so great at. You know, winning is easy. If you're winning, why would you want to stop? Like, oh, I'm the best at this. I keep winning every fight. This is great. This is easy. Winning in the first round every fight, like, awesome. But I think the first time that she really gets her, her butt handed to her, she might be like, well, you know, I still have my Hollywood career, so here I come. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's, it does seem like, uh, you know, it, like I said before, like I, I met Rhonda. She was super sweet when I met her. She's always retweeting my MMA Roasted. She wants to come to my comedy show. She seems pretty cool. You know, I obviously, I'm not fighting her. I think that you're in, you're in a very, people that know her say she's really sweet. I think obviously, you know, she's one of these people that she gets her mindset on competition and she feels like it has to be one way, you know, like you're my enemy. I have to defeat you, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I think that that, that, that's where you are. So you have to, you're in that role. And it's probably, I, I, I wouldn't, right. you know, I understand how that is. I think, I don't think you have to be that way, but it, but it's it, so far it's worked for her, you know, it's worked uh, for right. her. Yeah. And you know, and to each his own, you know, I think that, that the fact that I've really stirred the pot, 
this fight is going to make her fight even harder. So I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that she's going to be coming out with like full vengeance and she's going to want to put a stamp on, you know, what she feels like she needs to just finish, you know, she started it and now she wants to finish it. But now that she started it, like my, my mentality is like, you know, you shouldn't have started something that you can't finish. You no, know? And like, I think so it, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do everything that I can to finish it the way I want this finish. You know? So we have this huge rivalry boy brewing and boiling and both of us are going to be you know nobody neither one of us wants to lose to each other like i can't even imagine like it just makes me sick to my stomach thinking of losing you know what i mean like i can't i can't stomach it so i'm training super super hard for this fight and i've been dedicated this entire training camp and beyond while she was making movies, you know, all these things. So, um, no, and it can't get the best you know, of you. I, I, I know from, from, you know, I'm a stand up comedian, and I, when I was in high school, I, I won the States four years in a row. And I, there were times in wrestling, I mean, it was prep school, but still, but there, there, were, there were times in, uh, in, in wrestling and comedy that you try too hard. You know, you, you want to impress so bad that you end up really screwing yourself because you're trying to make them laugh, or I'm trying to win so hard. And I think that Rhonda's last fight against, uh, uh, against Liz Carmouche, I think she might have fallen into that, where she was trying so hard to win that she ended up in a bad position against Liz, you know? Yeah, she um, took her back. And, 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 and yeah. it, you know, it seems like you're being very smart. Are, now, are you seeing a, a sports psychologist at all? I know, I know that a lot of fighters do that. You know, I have before, but um, no, I haven't in this camp. And... Um, you know, I, I'm all for it. I think even where, even if you don't have any kind of problems, I think, you know, staying ahead of the curve emotionally and mentally is great. But um, I feel so solid going into this fight. I think that I did the, the soul-searching, quote-unquote, that I needed to to figure out, you know, how to handle her better, how to understand her better. And I think I, I feel like um, I've been able to do that. You know, I got a lot of practice over those six weeks, and she's much more transparent to me now than she ever was before, you know, spending six weeks around her day in and day out really helped me kind of understand even more so the real Ronda Rousey. And I think she has her fair share of insecurities. I think she's nervous about fighting me, you know, um, I mean, she she even said after our fight, like, well, I was really surprised by, like, how good her ground game was. It was better than I thought it was. And, you know, I hit her really hard on the feet. So I know she knows that she's in for a big a big challenge and a big fight. And, um, you know, it fuels me. And I, I just feel confident in, in my new approach and my new outlook on not only life, but just how to deal with Rhonda. So um, I you, just feel you, really have, good have and I haven't uh, felt the need to do that. Have you forgiven Kim Winslow for stopping your last fight? Uh, no, (laughs) no, I haven't, you know, I understand she has a job to do and that's what she felt like was the right call, but I still think that she's a terrible ref and I think that she should go back to to, to refing the amateur fights when there's not so much on the line. Like it's very selfish to be like, no, I can be a good ref and I am a good ref when you're not. And you're, you're dictating what happens in the future of people's lives. Like just admit it. Okay. Yeah. I'm not that great of a ref. Everyone tells me I'm not that good of a ref. I still want to ref though. That's fine. Go ref amateur fighters when it's like, you know, when lose, they're going to become pros and the record is going to be gone. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like when she was refing my fight, like there was basically like a title fight. That's how I would have treated it. 
if I was a referee with the, the chance of becoming the number one contender and also to film, you know, the season of the ultimate fighter. I mean, and I thought her stand up this last weekend was garbage. Like, I just, I don't know. I just don't think she's a good referee. You know, she might be a great person, a super nice lady. I don't know. I don't really care. But I, the point is that, that her job affects my livelihood and everything that I work so hard for every day that I come in the gym. And when she can't do her job right, it pisses me off. Yeah. So I'm very angry about that. And I, I just, I don't think that she should be wrestling inside the UFC, period. A lot of people feel that way. Uh, and then I, I, I said on, on Twitter, um, if anybody has any questions for you, uh, I think 10 people wanted to know if you were going to be in Playboy. Is that something that you're going to do or thinking about no. it? Or? No. No. Okay. I'm not even considering it. Oh, okay. Are, are you considering going the route of Hollywood after your fighting career is over? Is that something you're considering? I mean, it's something, you know, it's something... Uh, opens the door that way and then that's that's cool and whatnot and possibly of course you know i mean i don't know why i wouldn't want to do that um but i mean right now my 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 heart is still in fighting and that's where my passion is at that's what makes me happy that's what, like what makes my life worth living um so that's that's it you know i'm very content with that and um if those doors open and i get those opportunities later in my career when uh you know i'm not uh I'm, not, I'm maybe on on my way out, or I'm I'm retired, or whatnot. Then great, that'd be that'd be awesome. Hollywood hasn't come a knocking yet. Thanks, T-Rex. Don't worry about it. Okay, so uh, <laughs> well, well, Misha, I'm you just see, say that the phone went out for a second. Hello, you still there? Yeah, I'm still okay, okay. Well, listen, Misha, you seem like a real sweet girl. Uh, definitely not a girl that I'd want to have on my bad side. Um, Caraway has his work cut out for him. Uh, but you guys make a very cute couple. And um, you're going to have very athletic babies. Are you thinking about having babies anytime soon? Or? No, not anytime soon. I, I don't even know if I honestly, if I really want kids for sure. Like I don't have that ticking clock or whatever maternal thing that women say that they have at some point in their life. Mine has definitely not started. So, um, no, I, I mean, I have two dogs and those are, those keep me perfectly content. Um, what kind you know, of dogs? So, no, no, no kids in the near future. And as far as the future, future goes, well, you know, nobody can tell the future. So we'll see. They're small your, dogs. Your, your kids will be a great athletes, by the way. And what, and what kind of dogs do you have? I have a miniature pincher chihuahua mix, a small one, and then a, a dachshund, um, cocker spaniel mix. Nice. Nice. Oh, a wiener cock. And then, uh, oh, finally, uh, someone wanted to know why you left Team Alpha Male. Uh, it was just, you know, um, well, honestly, Brian got off of the show, and we wanted to go up and celebrate that with his family. His parents were in the best of health at the time, so we wanted to go up there and, um, you know, watch the season with them and, uh, you know. Yeah, and his dad broke his neck and his back at that time. So he was in and out of the hospital, and we were really worried about, um, you know, about his health. So we uh, wanted to share that with him, but his dad is doing better now, so that's really good. And then, um, you know, we just wanted, you know, we've always wanted to explore more and uh, see more gyms and really get, you know, really explore the whole world. Like, we love traveling and, uh, you know, it's, you know, nothing bad about them. They're all great guys and, um Hold on a second. Yeah. So, and the other thing, too, is, like, it was expensive. <laughs> At the time, like, we weren't making a lot of money, you know. I just got into Strike Force, and we are spending so much money on an apartment every month. So we decided maybe if we went back up to Washington that, you know, we could have, 
save more, actually save money and like invest in like a future and look to get a house and something like that. So it was just a combination of things. And, um, yeah, that's really it. It's just kind of life, you know, we, we kind of make decision. We made our decision to move down there like two seconds notice. And we made made our decision to come back based on family and financial reasons. Right. Well, hey, listen, Misha, uh, by the way, tell Caraway thanks for being a good sport about all the jokes I read about him. He, he's been very a good sport. So tell him, tell him thank you. Uh, yeah, he's laughing over here. He says, uh, no problem. Okay, <laughs> no problem. And uh, yeah, because I, I know I've actually written a lot of jokes and he seems like a, re- he seems like a good dude. Now, is, is he ever going to fight Edmund? <laughs> oh my gosh maybe the day that Edmund turns into a real fighter instead of a background tough guy gotcha right. well listen we have lots of quotes uh, we could use from you uh, you have been a very good sport I would say it wasn't too bad right not too bad you're like well, you're like walking on that borderline for a minute and I had to shove you back over to the yeah, good she, side she had to but derail okay. you a couple times well I mean look uh, there are questions that, like, let's say, you know, uh, if you were here, I, I, I like, would want to know. I think people do want to know about your, you and Brian's sex life. I think people, that's something. But I understand that you, you guys are private and you're trying to keep professional. And, uh, you know, but if you ever do want to call someone and talk about it, this is the podcast to, to, talk, to tell people, just so you know. Yeah, so I'll make sure to put that down and save your number just for that reason. <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, good luck with the fight. Good luck with everything. Keep up the great work. Uh, I'd love to get Caraway on this one day. Uh, ask him if, if if he. I would love to have him on and get his version of everything. And uh, and thank you for coming on our podcast. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See Lisa. ya. Bye. No problem. Yeah. Well, that was Misha Tate. Uh, I don't think she likes me. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was just on edge. She was on. She was very guarded. Very guarded. I think if you talk to her again, you know, off air, she'd be very uh, cool with you. Yeah, I'm running, dude. <laughs> no, she seems like. Uh, listen, she seems like a, a, a very, a very cool girl, and uh, I got, I got nothing but respect for Misha. She's Tate, intense, but she's intense. Holy cow! Yeah, I've talked to her a couple times in person, and. Uh, her and Brian and Brian's always the more relaxed one and Misha's always like running you know she's like I know it was like 2 o'clock in the morning I saw her at Mandalay Bay and she was like yeah I'm about to go uh, go uh, get out of this dress and then go uh, and work out right and I was work like work out at 2 o'clock in the morning yeah and I was like work out and she was like yeah I'm gonna go into the gym and hit the, uh, hit the, the bicycles and then the sauna and all that and it wasn't even like in training for a fight. She was just wow. that's what she likes to do. I yeah guess. no I mean I, I, she's, uh, she's someone you definitely want to have on your team you right. know uh, but uh you know, I think I think I would like so a little guarded, a little bit, a little intense. You know, definitely not Hector Lombard. Yeah, you know? but I like how she does. As people go, well, you wouldn't ask the the guys the question. Yes, I would. We asked the guys <laughs> ten, way, times worse. ten times worse questions, and and a lot of the guys, some of the guys don't want to talk about it. But you look at the guys we had on the thing. You know, uh, Michael Chiesa says he likes to bang fatties to lose weight. <laughs> I mean, Hector. His workout regimen. I mean, Tyron Woodley said his wife wouldn't bang him last week. Right. Uh, Phil Baroni's told us uh, God knows what. You know, uh, <laughs> I asked Weidman if he had threesomes with his with his wife, and uh, you know, I, I ask a lot of guys questions that that I want to know about. It's not just I'm not I'm not pinned. I'm, it's not a sexist show where oh I asked the girls about that. I mean, I asked the dudes plenty of plenty of stuff. It just seems that way sometimes when I'm asking the girls these questions because I, I think maybe it's because a lot of the women uh, that in MMA uh, they feel like they're more under the microscope. And if there's a chance that uh, Misha does become the champion, then people can dig all that stuff up. You know, I, say uh, like, no, well, I, you know, she was on there talking lewd and. 
Yeah, answer these rude questions or you know, whatever. Yeah, but no, but it's also like dudes the, don't care. Dudes like ask me, I don't care. Yeah, that's and, all part of me being famous. And if you want to treat that, <laughs> if you want to treat everyone fair, treat them fair. Like to right. ask the guys the sex question and the girls sex question. That's how you don't have a double standard about it. You right. know, that, that don't say, oh, you, you got to ask girls just fighting questions you respect. No, you. This is not that kind of show. Obviously, we ask fight questions, but it's the kind of show where you want to know about lifestyle. I want to. I, I want to. I mean, her and Caraway probably have you know crazy, <laughs> or you know, and who knows what goes on in that house you right. know i mean who, who knows who's taking what but but but, but i'm saying it's sort of like that's anyway we got phil baroni coming on the show uh, we have phil's number right uh we're gonna call baroni talking about a guy with no uh no feedback and then we're gonna get to uh the ultimate fighter last week we got ufc fight night coming off we got Askren. i want to talk about just just lots of stuff in mma that I, we have to deal with anderson silva recently said that uh he made minor mistakes in his last fight with Chris Weidman. Yeah, like taunting. Like taunting, putting your head hands down and sticking your head out and dancing around. Yeah, minor mistakes. Come on, I mean that's <laughs> really minor mistakes. But I made a mistake. I got punched in the face. Yeah, I I I, I faked that <laughs> by, I was by hurt an animal. and then got really hurt. <laughs> but uh, Anderson, I don't know. It's going to be a good rematch. I can't wait for that fight. Who do you think wins that fight? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, some people are saying that you know, like um, Anderson Silva is going to. You know, he got he got pissed off, so he's going to come out twice as hard. But I think that, you know, of course, Chris, Chris, Chris Weidman knows that. Yeah. And he's going to be expecting the same thing. And so, you know, he's and not Silva's gonna... turning 39 years old. I think, the, I think the issue is that he got away with so much for so long because he's so good. Just punch him in his hip the and, and the whole thing. But, <laughs> just, uh, just retire him. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, so I don't know. I Because I think it's either going to go one way. Like, Chris Weidman is going to, like, pull it out again. And I think it'll go the distance maybe this time. Yeah, I think or, it'll be the distance. Or, or Anderson is going to absolutely destroy him. Yeah, that could happen too. Although I don't, I don't see Chris Wyman getting destroyed. Yeah, I don't see that either. But so uh, yeah, uh, I'm just you know throwing out the possibilities. But I think it's going to go the distance, and it's probably going to be a decision. And the decision will probably go to. <sighs> I can't say. I want to say Weidman. I think Weidman's a new breed of dude. I do. I I, I think you're right, and I do. I I I, I want him to win. Yeah, know? I want him to win too. I, you know, I not that I dislike dislike Anderson, Anderson Silva, right. and he is the greatest of all time. But there's something about Chris Weidman that uh, I mean, he's a wrestler. He's from Hofstra. He lost his family in uh, not his family. Lost his house in uh, Hurricane Sandy. Uh, and he seems like a really, really good dude. Not that Silva doesn't, you know, right. but there's something about Weidman that I, I, I happen to like, and he's very confident, and he, he's a guy that, you know, he's, he's a Long Island guy. I got a roof he's he's a humble, Island too. Guy. He's a very humble guy. Humble guy. Yeah. Very humble guy. He, didn't want to, he said that he never had a threesome with his wife, by the way. <laughs> for, the, for the record, if anybody's listening. Um, yeah, that's, that's what happened. So the Ultimate Fighter last week, a lot of people had problems about this show. They said... And, you know, with the women on the card and the men on the card, they said it was, you know, some of the girls weren't up to par, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that was the issue. The issue was the commercials. There was 9,000 commercials during the event. Yeah. I mean, there were commercials in between commercials. It, 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 was, it was insane. You could have had other events. You could have had other, other events in the commercials. And that's the problem is when you don't have knockout fights, people aren't getting knocked out. You have to then go watch a kind of a boring decision or some people think whatever, a long decision, and then watch eight minutes of commercials. And then they announce the next fight. And then they go to more commercials. And I think that was the issue. That doesn't happen on pay-per-view. But the people go, oh, this was a bad event. 
Look, you cannot control the outcome of the fight. It, right. you it's can't, a fight. It, it, certain things look great on paper, and they don't look great, whatever. Uh, Holdsworth, you know, I, I love that guy. I and, love him, too. And the thing He's about it was funny. He was like, I have no girlfriend, no job, and no family. That, which... <laughs> It's pretty cool that he right. neither does he or Ortiz, by the way. No, but, but but seriously, he has no girlfriend, no job, and no family. And the other guy's like, I have two kids. He just said, I, he goes, I have nothing to worry about right. but fighting. And he looked great. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, just out- on the show when he was on the show. I mean, he was a, a consummate professional. Just you know, yeah, always was- on it. He was never missed weight. Always working out. Yeah, not partying, not eating like an idiot. Super nice guy. Su- super focused. Super Always nice retweets guy. me, so I got to give him that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody that follows me or retweets me, I, I, I like look for. It. And if you've been on the podcast, I'm I'm, I'm going to root for you. Right. But by the way, that Gray Maynard. Speaking of which, jeez, <laughs> wow. Jeez. I mean, but didn't I call it? I said it in the last podcast. I didn't think he was going to get knocked out. Uh, Maynard, you know, American top team or AKA is where he trades at. AKA. Uh, is obviously an amazing camp. You got you got Cormier and you got uh, Ka- you know Rockhold you, you and got Velasquez. Rockhold and Cain Velasquez and you got all those guys, Josh Thompson. But it, it has not seemed to work for Maynard since going to AKA. He's been knocked out twice, um, and I'm obviously not blaming AKA. You get great training there, but it just seemed like when he was ex- at Extreme Couture, uh, he was more successful. I mean. Granted, maybe it's the guys he's fighting, or maybe it's the style of fighting, but he's going out there, and it seemed like he's lost his, his wrestling base, which was what got him to there in the first place. Yeah, but wrestling is like the AKA's main thing. Yeah, I, it's, right. I mean, <laughs> right. But it just seems for Gray Maynard, for some reason, he's been... Uh, and people say, like, when you get knocked out, the first time you get knocked out... It's easier to get knocked they out. They say every time you get knocked out, it's a little easier. And, you know, some people think he should retire, and I... Honestly, you don't want to tell a guy, you know, but it just yeah, seems that, that way. Right. You know, listen, you got knocked out twice. And, you know, Nate Diaz caught him going in. It didn't seem like he didn't see him. It wasn't the hard. It didn't seem like the hardest punch. He didn't see the punch coming, which obviously is people that know fighting know that it's the punch that you don't see coming that hurts you, right. not necessarily the, the, the one that's winded up and, and that you could see. You could kind of roll with that, right. you know, but. That was that was rough to watch. <laughs> it was like a it was like a beating clinic. And Nate Diaz had the greatest post speech ever. By the way, right. he goes, "I'm effing hungry. Uh, uh, you know, me and my boys will kick anyone's asses. I'm out of here." It was like I, that, I'm not I'm butchering it, but it was amazing. It right. was almost like he should replace Obama <laughs> and, and 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 do Obama speeches. His speeches are <laughs> his speeches are insane. They're, they're the funniest speeches ever. And uh, you know, Nate Diaz, it's good to see Nate Diaz got a win. Uh, I, I like watching the Diaz brothers. You know, as far as being like, we should get him on here. That's going to be hard. That's going to be. Uh, those guys don't return tweets. It's like right. you know, they're very loyal. They're not really pub, the best public speakers. But I would love to have Nate or Nick Diaz on. I, even if I'll, work, I'll work on getting Nate on here. I think I, 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 think I could do it. Yeah, I think he'd be great. I'm, I'm a big fan and love to get him on. Hello. Hello. Is this Roxanne Modafari? Yes, it's me. How's it going? It's the it's the Happy Warrior. Yes, I'm happy today. Good, 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 good. <laughs> how how are you feeling, by the way? Because I, I I saw your fight, and then I saw you put uh, there was a big article that you were de- that you were uh, depressed on the underground over people what people wrote. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm better, thanks. Yeah, um, I was able to watch my fight um, that recorded on TV, and. Um, you know, actually see from the outside perspective, and I feel better about it, you know. Um, I'm really pleased with my performance and my improvement 
um, compared to before. And I did a lot of things that I that were my goals in the fight. Um, unfortunately, you know, I didn't get the result that I wanted, but my coach was proud of me, and you know, I, I feel better about that. So. Is uh, Mike Pyle your coach now? I'm sorry. Is is Mike Pyle your coach now? Mike Pyle. Uh, John Wood is my head coach, but Mike Pyle is also a coach of the MMA class. They kind of do group coaching. I love that guy. Mike Pyle is one of the nicest people I met. He, well, I mean, he's a great guy. Certainly is. Yeah. And he's got a hot wife too, by the way. Very hot. Wife. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> now, 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 Roxanne, I uh, you know I watched every episode of The Ultimate Fighter, and I was I got to be honest, I wasn't familiar with you before. Uh, you know, I didn't really know my, all my history of the women's MMA, and I still, I'm still learning. But you came across as probably the nicest. I mean, you're like impossible to not root for. Thank you. I, I mean, you're, you're just one of these people that I was like, I was like, you're just such a nice human being. How, how the, what, how, are you like, almost like you're like the alien from Small Wonder. I don't know if you ever seen Small Wonder <laughs> when you were a kid, but you reminded me of like, the, like you don't seem like you're really from this planet in some ways. You're just like, how do you get to be such a nice human being? Well, that's high praise. Thanks. Um, not quite sure how to respond to that. <laughs> uh, maybe fairy dust. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I try. Thank you. But, um, uh, you know, being nice won't make you a super fighter. You know, so I have to, you know, I still train hard and, you know, I'm, I'm at a new camp now, so I'm really excited about, you know, my future. And, uh, it's cool that I've met so many people, you know, um, people who have reached out to me because of the show. I just, it's awesome. I'm excited. No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm like, you want to be like, like the whole house didn't like Juliana. They were all like, we don't like Juliana. And you were the only one that actually was nice to her and seemed to like her. It seemed that way. <laughs> Why was that? <laughs> um, I knew coming on the show that you were going to ask me a lot of tough questions. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I, um, I tend to always try to find the positive side of things, and I try to not pay attention to the negative things. So um, I don't know if somebody. Mm, I don't know. I mean, was it? I try your... to overlook. I try to overlook people's negative things. I guess. I mean, it seemed like Juliana, like like when I had her on the podcast, she seemed like a very like a cool girl. You know, I mean, maybe a little insecure over a couple things here and there, and had like a little bit of a chip on her shoulder. But for the most part, it seemed like a really a nice girl. Uh, she, you know, she definitely seems crazy in bed. Um, she even said that that she likes to put guys in body triangles during sex and stuff. Did you guys talk? Oh, okay. about, did you guys talk about this at all or? Um, not really, but, um, Juliana is a good person. You know, I, I can see that she has a good heart and, um, she never did anything malicious. You know, it's just, it's hard to live with people who are strangers, you know, even family, it's hard to live with other people, you know? So, um, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, so I, she's I, a good person. I, I like her a lot. It seemed, no, I was actually, no, that was the thing about you is that you seem like one of those people that doesn't judge anybody. And, uh, and coming from a person who judges everybody, uh, it's, actually, it's, it's, it's actually really nice to see someone like that. I was like, wow, if I had a daughter, I would want her to be like Roxanne Modafferi. I, I would, honestly. It's, it's, and it's the truth. I'm not trying to kiss your ass. And, I mean, uh, but, you, but by the way, do you have a, I mean, a lot of guys on the underground were asking, you know, they say that you're a great girlfriend type. 
that you're that you you're a great girl that you'd marry that you cook uh, that you know how to fight and you're sweet. Do you have a boyfriend or what's what's the deal with with, with that? Uh, no, you know um, I'm honestly not really interested. I guess I'm kind of shy, so <laughs> um, you know I, I never date or anything like that. You know I. I'm straight, so you know I find guys attractive, but I, I try not to think about it. I try to be focused on, you know, my my business and my fighting and all that, and you know I don't want to wait, wait, take energy, so you... divert energy away from my training for anything. And plus, I don't think it'd be fair for the guy, you know, because I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. You know, I don't want to have to like, you know, I want to make sure that if I have a significant other, I spend enough time on them and all that. So, so you've never had a... wait, too, so, wait, too so logical, you... I suppose. So you've 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 never had a boyfriend, like once. You had a boyfriend once, and how how old were you? Well, I'll take the fifth on that one. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you've so you had a boyfriend, and okay. I mean, how personal can we get? Because I don't I don't want to offend you and this and that. At the same time, I, I like this kind of show is like what I would want to ask you if we were like at a bar together, or if we were if we were uh-huh. hanging out. So so you've been. I mean, so you've been with one guy. Is that basically the? Is that the the? Oh, you know, maybe I'm shy and can't. Nice. Uh, well, that's. I'm too shy to talk about it. You should not. Don't. It's it's me. It's. I'm look. I'll, you ask me how many girls I've been with. I I, I will tell. Yeah, you. yeah. No, nobody, nobody else is listening. Of course. You no, know, it's just between you people, and me, right? But this is what people. <laughs> this is what people want to know, though. This is the this is the thing that people want. I mean, people obviously they love your fighting. They love you. You're you're, you're honestly when 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 I when I heard that you were bummed out, it bummed me out because I'm like you're a girl that uh-huh. and plus. You know, you're you're a very streaky fighter, though, as well. You know, as you know, you started off your first fight. I think you you won your first f- six out of seven, right? And then you lost a, a couple fights, and and now you're you're and then lately you've been you've been on a losing streak. But but the, I think you know, you know, I think that you're fighting the best people. You are fighting the best people, and you have beaten some of the best people out there. You know, you're you, you are a pioneer of women's MMA. Uh, and that's something to be really, you know, proud of yourself. But I, but I do have to say, because of how likable you are, when you get slammed on your head, I'm just like, oh, Jesus. Like, it, like I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know, a part of me gets to the point where I'm like, ugh. Like, if I didn't like you as much it, or, or didn't, I don't, I don't know you, but, uh, but well, like well, what I've seen so far, it, it, maybe it wouldn't be as heartbreaking. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, yeah. I think people get attached to you. You're very. Uh, I've I've heard that on the forums. Thank you. <laughs> it's, 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 I still hope people want to see me fight more. <laughs> people, of course, people want to see you fight more. Are, are you thinking about going down to one fifteen? No way, man. That's way too late. What about what about one twenty? Because it seems like it seems like those other girls are, are bigger than you. Well, when I tried, I tried going down to one twenty five, and that's when I started losing all my fights. You know? <laughs> um, but I did it wrong; like I didn't know how to weight cut properly. I just like dieted it down, and I felt really physically weak, you know. Um, and it's really hard for me to gain muscle, so it's been hard for me to like bounce back. I think I just bounced back from that really. Um, plus, I've been fighting really hard, really um, talented women, of course. Um, not taking anything away from that. So now I feel more confident that I know how to cut weight properly, and my coaches all know that stuff. So um, I think I probably could make a run at 125. I think that'd be better for me than 135. Yeah, it just seemed like the other girls, like it looked like when I watched you versus Raquel, it sort of looked like, um, it just looked like she was cutting from 150, and you were cutting from, one, from like 135, you know? Probably. <laughs> she, just, she, just looked, yeah. she looked a lot bigger than you, and it seemed that 
your your striking has gotten so much better uh, from where it was your previous fight. I haven't seen I haven't seen all, all your fights, but I but I know that the fight that you had before that your striking has gotten way better. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I've been working hard on that. All thanks to John Wood at Syndicate, my new coach. Yeah, I mean it's gotten it's gotten so much better, and uh, and but I think that if you were a little bit. Uh, uh, maybe stronger or bigger that you would you you would have been able to hurt Raquel more, but she seemed like she was walking through some of those shots because she was so much bigger yeah. than you, because she's so so much bigger than you, you know. Something like that, but, but um, yeah, she's also very talented, of course. Yeah, but, um, well, you're very. We'll t- see in my next fight. I would oh, hold up. You're very talented. Twenty twenty five. You're very. You're very. <laughs> have you thought about maybe like doing a, a kind of acting or or uh, doing commercials? Because you're very. Like, I, I think that you have a very certain, I mean, look at you, and, and you know, obviously I've made jokes about your Mrs. McLovin, or, you know, I, I, I've, like, made some jokes there, and, like, the MMA Roasted, and I've, you know, but you seem like, <laughs> but you're not the kind of person that I would say, okay, this is a fighter. If, like, if, 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 like, you would line you up with, like, 20 girls, I'd be like, this is not, and it's, like, very, you're very unassuming, and I think that's what makes people, people like you so much, you know? Yeah, I'd love to get into something else, you know, like um, acting or whatever, um, if I have the opportunity. You know, right now I don't really know how to get into any of that, you know, so um, I'm open. You know, I love writing. I'm a writer. I, I speak Japanese, so nice. I'm open to a lot of stuff, but I, you know, I do want to keep training, so if I can... You gotta Google go. With, that. You gotta go cool. on a date, though. You got. I mean, there are a lot of guys out there that want to date you. I, I like know it. I've heard it. I've actually uh, on the last podcast. I said me and me and me and T Rex were like, "Who do you think's the freakiest girl in bed?" And people <laughs> and people were writing that it, it was it was you because you're like a, <laughs> because they said that you're like a down a down low freak that they they could see that you're like that you probably are like nutty. Is that is that true? Is that would you like to comment on that? No, I don't know. That's it, huh? Silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a witty response really quick. But, um, you know, I've been told that, you know, people can't handle me, so. Well, really? Like, like in, the, in the bedroom, people can't handle you? No. She never told me to say it. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> oh, you've been told. Yo, you've actually been told. That's so funny. You've actually been told. I like it. I like it. I like it. So when are you coming to L.A.? I don't know. Um, I'd love to go to LA. I love Los Angeles. We have a casting couch. Oh, by the way, T Rex just showed up uh, to our pod. He, oh, hi, T Rex. He's. Hi, what do they call you, T Rex? Because uh, his name is actually Todd Rex. This is Roxanne. Yeah, we have Roxanne, Roxanne Modafferi, right. the, the pioneer of women's MMA. The happy, the happy warrior. The happy warrior. Yes, I, I, tr- I tried to have a happy ending warrior in there somehow, but I, I like couldn't figure out how to, how, to, how to word it. Just so you know, Roxanne, I was trying. To, I was, okay. I was trying very hard. There's no ending yet. And by the way, thanks for your Not feedback over. on the text from last fight. She was so sweet. She's like, I enjoy a lot of your stuff, but sometimes you get too sidetracked. And I thought that was like the sweetest. Uh, I've never had Aww. the sweet constructive criticism. She's so. like a mommy. She really is. She really, well, thank you. So you're, gl- you know, I, I wanted. So what do you do like at night for fun? Like, I mean, some people say like, like people said Pokemon, but is that is that true? <laughs> what do I do at night? Yeah, like what's your what's your nightlife like? Um, well, I usually go to bed at ten thirty because I wake up super early. I wake up at like five every morning. So um, why before bed? Why do you wake up, why do you wake up at five o'clock in the morning? Five. Man, ask my subconscious. I really wish I wouldn't, but I just boiling like my eyes open and I just wake up. I'm like, man, it's five again. Like I just can't help it. It's just the way my body works. So you, so, wake, um, so you wake up at, at five at night. I usually like just go on the computer or um, 
I do my internet chat room, you know, <laughs> that I, everyone comes into and we chat or I watch anime. I love watching anime. Nice. Nice. All right. So, all right. So we, we have to get you a boyfriend. I think that's my goal. <laughs> you try to distract me from training. That's the plan, isn't it? I don't want to You're distract trying to sabotage me, aren't you? I don't want to sabotage you. It's got to be a fighter boyfriend, though. Uh, do you, Otherwise, I don't think it's going to work out. Okay. So you want to date a fighter. All right. So, yeah. all right. So uh, let's, let's name some fighters. Um, isn't Tito, isn't <laughs> no, Tito firstly on the market? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a guy, a guy has to be a guy in Vegas, right? It has to be sort of close. Uh, anybody you know in Vegas? Uh, what about um? Hey, uh, who, uh, Ryan Couture is out there. Ryan Couture, yeah. <laughs> they have to have chiropractic skills, though. Oh wow, that's chiropractic yeah. skills. You're very, you're very needy. I'm, th- I'm picky. Yeah, you're very, you're you're a very needy girl. Yeah, I am. Well, and I have to like ice cream. <laughs> And they have to eat it a lot, you know, because I, I have that, you know, need for ice cream. Nice. All right, ice cream. But the lactose intolerance, that's not going to work out, so we have to, you know, oh God. find that out. Okay. So <laughs> I told you, that's fighter, why I'm saying go <laughs> A fighter, like ice cream, not lactose intolerant. Uh, she's chiropractic a, skills. Chiropractic skills, and she's a freak in the bedroom. Uh, so that's, <laughs> that's what we got so far for Roxanne Modifari. Well... Roxanne, anything, uh, anything, anything you, you, you uh, want to tell the fans? I, I know that on the forum I looked the other day, you said that you weren't depressed, you were just bummed, right? That's right, yeah. I just want to say to the fans, um, for those of you who support me, thank you very much. Um, I think everybody is awesome. Um, even if you think I should quit the UFC, thank you for being honest, but um, I'm not going to. Um, no, but really, thank you. I, I feel everybody's love and cheer, and it's really cool. And, um, you know, I want to put on an entertaining fight, so I hope, you know, I put on exciting fights. And um, support women's MMA. Oh, by yeah. the way, oh, I, did, I had a question from one of the, um, one of the guys on uh, the underground. Who do you think okay. are the most dangerous up-and-coming fighters in WMMA from the perspective of teammates, amateur MMA, or the, or the, or the pros? Who do you think the fighters that everyone should be worried about in the next two to five years? Yeah, I actually saw that question. Um, man, I don't know. I couldn't think of one person. You know, there are so many great fighters coming up. Um, I think especially nowadays that the amateur circuit is growing, you know. People are exploding onto the – well, not really exploding, but they're good already when they come into being pro as opposed to when I first started out. Like, your first pro fight was like your first fight ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I would watch first some of the amateurs, you know just ready to be pro. Um, I have to shout out to my best friend and training partner, Heather Clark. You know, she's at 115. She's really good. I hope she gets a shot at USD sometime soon. So who, who wins, Ronda or, uh, or Misha? I'm sorry? Who do you think's going to win, Ronda or Misha? Man, I never like calling fights, you know, because anything could happen in a fight. You never know. Both are really skilled in different ways, and I think it's going to be a hard fight. You know, I look forward to seeing it. That being said, <laughs> who do you got? Me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, okay. Well, we have to think of a heading for this for this uh, thread title. Okay. What do you think? Uh, you think it's, it's, it should be um, Roxanne's been with one guy? You think that should be the? the... No. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, Roxanne. No. How about Hard Roxanne? I am a freak in bed. Hard to handle. No. No, no, no. Uh, Roxanne Matafari uh, is looking for a guy who likes ice cream. Uh, no. <laughs> no. 
Be nice to Roxy. Be Bye. Uh, Roxanne will not date a guy who's lactose intolerant. <laughs> You're mean. I'm mean. All right. All right. So, all right. I got to think of a thread title. So, uh, okay. Roxanne. Ro- Roxanne needs her back rubbed. Roxanne needs her back rubbed. I like that one. Roxanne needs her back rubbed. You know, people will be like, oh, I'll, I'll rub your back. I'll right. rub your back. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, oh Roxanne, for coming on the show. We definitely want to have you back. You, you are a pleasure. Keep your head up. You are an inspiration and a champion, and, uh, and I'm, I'm always going to be a fan of yours. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It was fun talking to you. No problem. Hey, thank, <laughs> thank you very much. Take care, Roxanne. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. Um, we're going to call Phil Baroni right now. Hello. Hey, is this Phil Baroni? Speaking. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Oh, what's up, man? Hey, it's Baroni over there. How you doing, handsome? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. If I, damn, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm busy getting ready for, you know, try, try, trying to get this fight with uh, what's that dude's name? Master, what, what's that dude's name? Ben Askin. You want to fight Ben Askin? Yeah, man, I, I think it's going to get done in one FC, man. He, he called me out. He called, he, called, he called me out and, uh... You know, we're going back and forth on Twitter, and uh, you know, I, I, I think it's going to go down, bro. That's great. Yeah, man. I'm going to knock that chump out. <laughs> <laughs> how, now, how are you going to deal with Ben's wrestling? Man, you know, I'll, 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 I, on a tweet, man, I, I just got, 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 got a hold of my old buddy, uh, Matt Lindley. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm living in Vegas. So I'm going to go hit up Trig, Randy Couture, you know, and Coleman's here. And uh, Coleman to help BJ Penn, and uh, Randleman, you know, lives here too. So I think I got a good fucking wrestling team, bro. I think my wrestling team's better than his. Yeah, no, those are. I mean, those are all world class wrestlers. Good wrestling team. <laughs> that's a, so one FC. It's gonna be Baroni versus Askren. That's that's crazy. That's the fight, brother. That's the fight. I'm gonna knock that bust out. <laughs> bust. <laughs> when now? When do you think this fight's gonna take place? Man. You know, I just got cleared to train, man. You know, man, I'll, I'll, I'll punch that dude in the face right now if I see him. But, you know, <laughs> hopefully in uh, 12 weeks, man. Two 12 weeks will be perfect. That's crazy. Baroni versus Askren. I had no idea that that was even going on. I, I know that Askren, yeah. I, I mean, I know we had a Hector Lombard on last week. He, he said he wanted to punch Askren. That makes perfect sense. You're a big name in 1FC. I mean... If if you beat Ben Askren though, it'll be like a real. I mean, I think he'll be the underdog, but it'll be like a real Rocky story. Well, I mean, I'm Rocky man. I just come. I got I got back from this injury and I'm ready to go, dude. You know, I'm ready to go, and it's the perfect uh, motivation to get up off the couch, put down the bomb, and start training. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. That's awesome. So you're putting down the bong, <laughs> you're getting off the couch, and you're training for Ben Askren. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if Rocky put down the bong and Rocky, but still, either way, I like yeah, Baroni better. Bong. So he had a bong, but just didn't show it on camera. So Rocky had a bong. Yeah, a bong. That's that's amazing. That this is amazing. This is this is this is great news, man. Askren Baroni, one FC. That's going to be in Thailand or. Singapore, where is that going to be? I'm not sure. Probably Singapore. Singapore or, uh, you know, Manila. I'm pretty big in Manila, dude. Nice. That's what the girls tell me anyway. (laughs) The girls tell you you're big in Manila. And that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. 
I do love Asian women. Now, do we know. for a Filipino, I'm big for a Filipino. I was pretty huge in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of which, uh, do we have uh, that story's Baroni segment? Man, you know what, dude? I'm gonna I'm gonna go one right now, dude. I I, I, I had one, but I'm gonna go with another one, dude. All right, let's just hear it. Listen, man, I was really thinking. No, I was retired, dude. My my, my leg came apart. You know, everybody told me. You know, I was gonna. You know. I'll be lucky to walk without a limp. You know, it was a serious injury. I broke my leg. My leg came apart. But man, I'm I'm back training. I feel great. I'm 100. percent There's gonna be something going up on bloody elbow. A video of me, you know, moving around the ring. My first day back in, in the gym at a shoe store. And uh, you know, well before that, dude, I was down, bro. I was depressed. And I, I was thinking like, damn, man. You know, what the f- am I gonna do the rest of my life? Pro wrestling? Well. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm five nine. And I got a limp. I don't know if I could do that. Not too acrobatic. And I was thinking, man, selling cars. You know, I'm a little old to be a male stripper. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to do, man. Were you I, ever I a male stripper before? What's that? Were you ever a male stripper? Yeah, of course. You know that. Okay. No, I, I didn't know that. He was like Magic Mike. He was oh, fantastic, you know Phil. Every, everybody, everybody knows that, man. Oh, nice. How many, how, many, how many chicks did you bang when you were a male stripper? That's how I banged all the chicks, dude. Everyone makes fun of me. That's how I banged tons of chicks. <laughs> when, when, when you're 17, when you're 17, about 21, maybe a couple of ladies, I was 22, you know, working. But anyway, you know, when you're a young kid and you got, and you got no money trying to make it, you know, you're trying to make it in the fighting and, and wrestling in college, uh, you know, that, that stripping got me laid, bro. Chicks that wouldn't even look at me at the bar. You know what I mean? I would see them out. They, they wouldn't even look at me at the bar. But when they saw me at the club, they, they, they would be getting, you know, bitches that were getting married would be sucking my dick outside the bar. crazy. With the, fucking, with the white, with the white thing on their head. With the, you know what I'm saying? With, yeah, with, with the veil. The tiara. The veil. The veil all their friends are fucking nuts, dude. So, you know, everyone can say what they want. Yeah, okay. You know, it was a good time. And, you know, I, believe me, the, the, the thought crossed my mind again, but I think it might be a little bit old. I don't know. I think I think you may have to uh, take off the thong. I may you may have to dust, dust up that thong and go back. I mean, if you're if you're making married chicks, Vegas probably is probably a great place to, to well, do that. Well, that was in New York. You know, I was in New York. When I first started to Vegas, I had... Man, I don't even want to say I was 24. I had like one or two, one or two nights where I needed a couple bucks. I went in there. Well, really, I was horny, bro. I was horny. You know, I was in Vegas and I, I, I beat spinning around all night, going crazy. And you know, of course, I pulled chicks. But when you have no money, you know, they're that work. So, you know, I, I figured I'm gonna make some money real quick. I made some money. Yeah. <laughs> so you made some money stripping in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Were you like thund- you know, thunder down under? No, no, no. There's, uh, there's another one. You should knock out Askren and then you know, give a lap dance to one of the ring girls. What? You should knock out Askren and then give a lap dance to one of the ring girls. Yeah. Rip off your Valley Tudos and have a banana hammock underneath and start <laughs> slinging the tassels. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so you were saying, See, okay. The trick with that was though, the banana hammock. I'm not even going to pull it off. See, the trick with that is, bro, you have to, what is that thing, the, the, the pump. You pump that shit up, you put a fucking sock ring on. <laughs> that's the secret. Wait, you were, wait, you were, pu- wait, you were, wait, you were pumping. hammer swinging up and down like that. <laughs> pump that shit up, put the, put the, uh, 
put the <laughs> ring on there, pull it real tight, and you're good to go. These are strip, strip tips. Strip Wait, tips you actually no had a you actually had a penis pump? Yeah. <laughs> and that actually did that, and it actually I'm worked. Gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna deny it, and 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 it works. <laughs> so you had a penis pump and a <laughs> ring. Yeah. And then you're walking into Long and then Long Island girls. You're oh, giving them lap yeah. dances, and then married Billy chicks. Dean, Bill, Billy Dean Miller View and uh, Escapes. That's where I worked in, in Long Island. I mean, okay, Billy Dean's Mad Review. Phil Baroni comes out, and you're just banging lots of married chicks no, everywhere. J, Jr. comes out. I was Jr. back then. Oh, you were Jr. Sorry. So Jr. You, you, you were Jr. And you come out, and you would just go to town <laughs> on all these married chicks. Oh yeah, bro. I was fucking. I was crazy. You think I'm crazy now? I was crazy when I was a kid. Man. Oh my god. That's awesome. If I could go back in the time machine, I'd go back to like when when you were 17 and hang out with you. Phil Barone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just to see what he was doing back then, like how crazy he really was. Have you ever thought about auctioning off your ring on eBay? <laughs> Times get tough. I lost it, dude. I, I, I don't know where it is, man. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly where it is. He's, the Phil Baroni, the Phil Baroni penis pump for one hundred ninety thousand dollars on, on yeah, eBay. Yeah, she came out with one of those in Japan. Fuck. <laughs> That's okay. So you were telling the story before you, you, you kind of got off on. Yeah, so I was down and out, man. I was down and out, depressed, thinking, thinking what I was going to do. And, you know, I was reminiscing about the about the old days, man. I had my notes written out, and I didn't bring them into the gym. But anyway, I was just winging it. Here. I. Uh, I was, you know, reminiscing uh, about the old days and and my first my, my first UFC fight. It was my first UFC fight. It's okay, man. I I, 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 didn't, think I, I didn't. I mean, okay, bro. I'm gonna be honest, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the bong down. I'm gonna put the bong down. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not it's not eight weeks. All right. Well, no worries, man. Uh, first of all, you, the, I, I, th I, th I think we got a really good story about you with the, yeah, with the I, strip clubs. Yeah, I just talked about this Ben Asker fight. I, I have the story next week. Dude. Next week, next I week, next week. Next week, next week. Next week. You know, I, 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 I've taken a couple shots in my life, and uh, the memory's not too good. <laughs> it's all right, man. You're going to fight Ben Askren. Uh, I'm going to knock his ass out. Knock his ass I'm out. Gonna fucking, I'm going to fucking grind the fuck out of the ring, girl. <laughs> and, uh, wow. And, and hopefully to fight to Singapore, Singapore, because I'm going to go to... Four floors of horse and fucking tear that place up. Four floors of horse. <laughs> There's one whorehouse there. There's one government whorehouse there. That's a, it's called four floors of horse. Well, that's right. Watch your towers. Okay, so nice. Well, Baroni, you are a classic man. Uh, this is definitely one of the funniest interviews we've had ever of all time. You you, you never see to. Uh, Entertain. To entertain, man. Good luck with your fight against Askren. Uh, and uh, we're going to be rooting for you, man. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Have a, have a great week, brother. All right, you too, man. Talk to, you, talk to you in two weeks. Absolutely. Take care. Later, man. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that was... I, I think that, that segment should be called uh, 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 Baroni's Baloney. <laughs> <laughs> Baroni's baloney. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and Misha says we don't ask the guys the right. same questions. I, I mean, come on, give me a break. That 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 was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Start <laughs> talking about the penis pump and the, the penis. And he didn't even like like as if I knew that. How was I supposed to know right. that? Like, I mean, 
I didn't know that. Oh, God. How do we top that? Uh, all right. So, okay. What are we talking about? We're talking about, uh, okay. Uh, we talked about the Wolfman, Tim Kennedy, Bisbing, fights this week. We got a uh, fight. Oh, by the way, the Road to the Octagon special, if you haven't watched it, is really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, you know, Uriah Faber is fighting Michael McDonald. McDonald uh, is, is young. He's, he, he said on the special, he hasn't had, he goes on a radio show. With his, with his girlfriend, who's, oh, no. who's like this, like very, I think she's Asian, pretty girl, you know? And he says, I, uh, they go, so what's it like uh, as far as do you have sex before fights? He goes, well, actually, we've been abstinent for three and a half years. It says that on the radio. Right. He probably has been. <laughs> but, uh, but the thing is, is that, first of all, he's like 21. Like, if you're going to lose your virginity at 18, you lost it, bro. Like, well, why are you abstinent now? I mean, what's the point of staying abstinent at that point? Well, has he had sex? I mean, well, if he says three and a half, I mean, wouldn't he say oh, yeah. 21 well, I mean, and a half years? Well, I mean, why I mean, would he? Well, he's been abstinent with, for three and a half years with her, maybe. Yeah, but. Saying, like, he hasn't got anything, but. It was, a weird, it was a weird thing. Know. It was a weird thing to, to say. You right. know? And she looked like she was ready to have sex on the table at that time. It was like <laughs> like she was ready to go. Like whose idea was that to be abstinent? For three and a half years. Yeah. So he's supercharged. But, but if you're, I mean, if you, you're going to lose your virginity when you're 18 or 17, just at that point, just have just fun. Just go for it. Right? Yeah. I mean, why then say abstinent? Does that, that, that didn't make any sense. Because when you get to be in like your 50s or 60s, you're going to think about all the stuff that you turned down. Especially if you're, you're a like, son of a. Yeah. And he lives in Modesto, which is, or which is one of the, you've been to Modesto? Uh, fortunately not. I've done a show there at Fat Cats. It's Modesto's like this little town in the, in like Northern California, which is famous because G- uh, Gary Condit with it was there right. with uh, Chandra Levy, you know, the intern, and Scott Peterson. They all live in the same town. Right, that's Scott, right. Uh, Scott Lacey Peterson. Right, and I said that I did a show there, and I go, "What's in the water here, Lacey Peterson?" <laughs> and then it was like, which was kind of yeah, people were laughing. Some people got booed. People were, but but oh wow, which it was a joke. By the way, uh, you know, a lot of times like I'll you know. I'll make jokes about fighters and this and that. And it's funny because, like, John Dodson pulled out of his fight. He was supposed to fight Jorgensen. He got hurt. I heard he got a knee injury. And I wanted to write a joke about that because, you know, like I said, he got hurt. He, he injured himself in the, in the uh, crib, right? But the, the, the thing was is that— Not the black version of a house. Yeah, not the black—MTV right. yeah, cribs, like <laughs> right. the actual like, crib. Like a crib. Yeah. Right. But, <laughs> but I didn't know how, how serious he was injured. So I texted him, like, hey, man, you okay? And he's like, yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, I'll be all right. I'm, I'm okay. He's like, but please roast me anyway, which was, which was pretty cool, right. you know? So then I was like, all right, I'm going to keep roasting him anyway. He asked me to keep roasting him. But sometimes, like, you know, you don't want to, like, for example, uh, Paul Walker died, right? Right. And, which is very sad. Wow. He seems like a real nice guy. Yep. Uh, he was a brown belt in judo, big MMA fan. But literally... He dies, and within my enti- and then all of a sudden, on my timeline, people are making Paul Walker jokes like, yeah. "Oh, he was going too fast, too furious," you know. And the thing was is that, look, a guy dies, I'm not gonna make a joke within two seconds. It's just not my style. Like, right. like, you know, I have made inappropriate jokes before, but at the same time, I'm not gonna go. That offends me because right. I'm not the comedy police, and I don't want. To I don't want to start telling people what they can or cannot write jokes about. You know, right. it's just not. I don't want to do that. At the same time, it's like you know, people are emailing me their jokes about Paul Walker, and I'm like, I'm not going to retweet this, dude. Like, it's, right. it's, a, it's a little, little soon. You know, a well, not too only sensitive. that, but we're you know, you're also in show business. And that's the last thing you need to do is to go into an audition and someone's like, oh, wait a minute, you're the comedian that was talking about yeah. Paul Walker, who was a friend of mine. And it's, and it's cheap. I yeah, mean, it is cheap and it's, and it's uh, easy. Uh, Although, although the, the, the quickest thing, the, the guy who sings Teach Me How to Dougie died, 
Tucci had a Dougie. Did he? He got killed in a drive-by. And I wrote, oh, that's right. Yeah. And, I, and I said, no one taught him how to ducky, <laughs> which, which I thought was a funny joke. But uh, uh, but at the same time, if I, I probably would have been mad at myself for writing that if I, if I knew the guy. You right, know? of course. But, uh, yeah, so whatever. I, the, the point is I'd be a hypocrite if I said don't. Right? But I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to make fun of a guy as soon as he dies. It's just right. not, it's not really my style. Some people get sensitive. Like, I mean, for example, fighters that have been asking me to roast them. Rashad right. Evans, you said. It's like, when's he going to roast me? Right. Patrick Cote, John Dodson, Dwayne Ludwig. But then other guys have blocked me. Like, John Jones blocked me, you know, for making jokes. And so other people are, are, like, more sensitive. Some people wanna... can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> Some people can't handle it. Right. Yeah. But I can't handle it either. Like, the people that are like... <laughs> like, 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 if someone says something... Well, it's one thing if they... Like, like I've had people make fun of my hairline or this or that or, like, tell me. And I'm like, okay, that's funny. If it's done in, a, in like, a creative manner, right. if it's, like... Or there was an attempt at a joke there, I go, right. okay, uh, I'm not going to block you. But some if, people are, if like... it's malicious. Like, 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 what's the name wrote... Middle Easy wrote, uh, the, uh, Shake Shield stand-up's worse than Adam Hunter's, right? Which... I actually wrote the same that, joke. That's actually kind of funny, though. It is kind of funny. <laughs> and I, but I think I wrote this exact same joke right. like three weeks ago and on a text from last fight and took it out. So I was, I was like, damn, I wish I would have had to take it out because people were, uh, people were, then Ariel Hawani was like, this is the tweet of the night or something. And like, I'm like, all right, okay, I'll, I'll be, able, I'm not going to get mad. I got to take a joke. It's like, right. what, whatever. It's like, it's, it is what it is. I'm not going to, but when people, like, if someone writes a joke like that, cool. But when someone writes, like, you suck or your jokes are right. terrible. Is straight malicious? Yeah, or, like, I'm going to kick. Venomous. Like, even when I wrote a joke about Roxy, like, when Roxy lost, right. I, I, like, I, I, I said uh, she lost six fights in a row. She's now in the Bellator Championship, right? <laughs> someone writes, I'm going to hit you with a brick. Like, like, dude, you're getting blocked. Like, I don't need to get threatened with a brick, you know? Right. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need that type of stress. So I, I will block people. But I've never went after anybody like that. It, it's always been the, an attempt of a joke. Right. Whether or not it's in the a, name of comedy. In the name of comedy. So John Jones, when I met him, he was cool. Please unblock me because I'm a fan of yours. I will pay to watch John Jones fight anybody, even though he called out Cain Velasquez. And then I wrote, <laughs> he's going to change his nickname to Broken Bones. But um, <laughs> right. I am, I'm, I'm a fan of John Jones. I'm a fan of, of all fighters. I'm, there's really not a fighter out there in any organization that I would not watch if it was on my television. Even Fallon Fox? I watch Fallon Fox, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm not... Just for, for the fight or for the, uh, for the sheer spectacle? <laughs> Uh, spectacle. Well, I didn't think necessarily <laughs> it was right for her to be fighting girls after she had her her penis chopped off. I thought right. that was. A, I think there should be a tranny division. You know, right. like I said, transvicta. I, right. I think it would. It would <laughs> I, I think it would do right. really well, actually. Right. I think there should be an Ultimate Fighter house of just transgenders. I think. Uh, tell me How you would. Hilarious. Would tell me be. you wouldn't watch. I would that. watch that. That would be hilarious. It would be uh, the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm, call it Bangkok. It called Bangkok. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, so then Matt Brown and Condit uh, are going at it. That was on the, on the special. That's, you know, Matt Brown, we've had him on the podcast, really cool guy. Another guy who's like, hey man, roast me, blah, blah. But he's won six fights in a row. I didn't think he was going to beat Mike Pyle. I thought that was going to be, a, I didn't think he was going to knock out Mike Pyle as quick as he did. Uh, you know, Matt, that, you know, I, you, I want to say Carlos Condit is the favorite in that fight based on, I, you know, I think he might be a better athlete and he's got maybe more weapons. But Matt Brown has been murdering people. Yeah. And he's won six fights in a row. And it's one of those things where, like, I mean, obviously, this is, like, a really 
lame example because of the fact of how high Matt Brown is and, and, and my stupid wrestling experience. But there was a point where I was the defending New England champion and I was getting my ass kicked for like three matches in a row at my junior year. And then something just clicked in me where I was just sick of getting my ass kicked. I was like, you know, you know what? No more Mr. Nice Guy. I'm just going to start murdering people. And I did. I beat everybody that beat me. And sometimes you're on stage doing comedy. And you know you're having like an okay set or you're kind of bombing a little bit. And then you just turn it And up. then something goes, you know what? I'm not going to walk. I'm not going to drive home miserable. Right. I'm not going to drive two hours back to the, the, con the comedy condo or whatever I'm, I'm staying at and be pissed off. And something just snaps in you. Right. And I think that's what happened with Matt Brown, where something just, just let it go clicked, you know, and it, it's like you, you want to I wish I could buy that, buy that thing buy, that, buy that, that clicks. And then but there's just something in certain people where Matt Brown, you know, and he and he's got belief. He thinks he could beat GSP. And people laughed at him. And he, no one's laughing now. I mean, he, he yeah, actually... Man. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else will believe in you. Exactly. And if you don't believe in yourself, why are you doing this? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So you got to believe in yourself. And he's training with uh, Maurice Claret, who um, was a big football player. He was, I, I was about to say, that sounds like a football dude. He, was right? a, uh, he went to Ohio State, and he, the guy was like... I think he won a national championship, and then he went pro before he should have and didn't get picked up. And then literally, I think after his freshman year, he got arrested for a robbery. He was, a, he was a running back, right? Yeah, with yeah. three and a half years in prison. Now he's back, and he's sitting there lifting with Matt Brown. They're like best friends. And Matt Brown, I've never seen anything like it. He's taking the whole weight rack, this huge thing, and carrying it up and walking back and forth. And I'm like, dude, this dude is – got to see this, this, this vision of Matt Brown and Maurice Claret working out. It's, it's pretty damn cool. Uh, Faber is finding Michael McDonald. You know, um, I think Faber is going to win. I think he's got, I like Michael McDonald, but Faber is another guy who seemed to, you he, know, he, he was 0-3 in switch. 2011 or 2012, and now he's 3-0. And, uh, you know, I think Faber forgot, I think at one point he might have been a little bit, I, I don't know how Faber does it. He's got a, he's got a house a housing project with his dad where they fix houses. He's got like five companies. He runs a gym. He bought like a whole bunch of houses on a street too, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I heard he's getting more. Uh, I heard he gets the most chicks. And I, I like no playmates that have told me that they've, their best friends have slept with a guy or have spent the night with him or uh, not slept, but if, I don't know, something. I'm not imagine, gonna... imagine how he would do if he was like 6'5". <laughs> no, I, I think that's part of it. I think it's part of like... He's the, like pocket size? Yeah, that he's like... <laughs> women aren't threatened and he can kill you. <laughs> right. But uh yeah, he's he's a he's a, a real nice guy. I think he's going to win that fight. Um and then the Benavidez versus uh Johnson fight. You know, it's funny like they said Demetrius Johnson is the most uh I don't know if they said well most dynamic fighter in the UFC, right? Which is which is kind of a bold statement. Yeah, that's kind of bold. But if that's the case, why don't people know him as much as they do? You know, if he's the most dynamic fighter in the UFC, he should be able to walk into a bar and everyone's like, that's Demetrius Johnson. And I guarantee, I hate to say it, but he walks into a bar, unless it's an MMA bar or something, <laughs> people are not going to know who he is. You know? Hey, there's Webster. Yeah, they're going to, you know, it's, there's Kevin Hart. You know, they're like, they're not going <laughs> to. Any black dude will do. <laughs> yeah. Insert a uh, small black guy name. So they should be doing a better job, uh, Mark. He seems, like a, he seems like a cool dude. So uh, as Baroni's called out, as we know, Askren. The UFC did not sign Ben Askren, and uh, there's a lot of conspiracies about this. A lot of people think that Ben Askren goes to the UFC, starts running through people, 
that makes Bellator look better. And Dana White doesn't want Bellator to look good. That's one theory, okay? The other theory is that they just think he's boring and they don't want another Jake Shields and he, he wants too much money. Uh, there's, uh, I think that's the case. He wants too much money? Well, no, the... He's, I think that uh, he's not an exciting fighter. I mean, but the. But he's got a great personality. Is, yeah, he's got a great personality. He's good for the sport, but he is, like, not exciting to watch. Yeah, a lot of guys aren't exciting. I mean, Chael isn't the most exciting fighter to watch, and people love him. I mean, he, he, if you're a wrestler, you love Ben Askren. Right. You know, a lot of people wrestle to watch the sport. It's, it's, it's kind of a shame because, uh, you know, I mean, well, but at the same time, now I, I do want to see Baroni uh, put down the bong, <laughs> get <laughs> off the couch. <laughs> fight him and, uh, and go to uh, four-story whorehouses in, 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 like, in Singapore. Four floors of whores. I want to work his corner for that, actually. I think, <laughs> right. I'm not going to add any value to the corner, but after the fight, we're going to have a ball. Yeah, well, but I think before the fight, and I, like, <laughs> right. they're going to announce him. He's going to be like, oh, oh shit, I got something to do. He's going to be at the whorehouse and right. start running to the thing. So uh, that, that was crazy. Uh, so this week... You know, uh, oh, by the way, and there's a big rumor that the World Series of Fighting is now becoming a feeder league for the UFC. That they're actually, uh, the UFC guys and the World Series of Fighting guys are got together and they're going to try to work something yeah, out. Yeah, work something out, which would be cool. Because uh, for a while it was the other way around. It was like guys were leaving the UFC and then going to World Series. Right. You know, they'd be cut and the World Series would pick them up. Um, I don't know. I have to talk. I'll talk to Ray. Talk to Ray about that. Yeah. Get Ray to call in. I like Ray. Uh, yeah. Ray a lot. Ray's he's, hilarious. He's a good dude. Uh, so this Friday, Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt uh, has probably one of the streakiest. I looked. I was looking at his record the other night, and he lost his first fight, won his next five, lost his next six, won his next four. This is not kickboxing. Okay, right. this is MMA, and then lost his last fight. I mean, there has not been a more streakier fighter than Mark Hunt. You know, um, he's 39 years old. I, you're picking Hunt. I'm picking Bigfoot. Yeah. Not that I, I mean, I think Bigfoot is, I wouldn't say maybe dumb enough, but careless enough to get into a, 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 a fight slug, with Mark. A slug match. But if you look at who Hunt has lost to, you know, you got the guys like McCorkle and this and that. And you look at, like, not that McCorkle's a, a bad fighter. I love McCorkle. You know, but you look at who... Um, he's a great fighter, but if you if you look at who Mark anybody makes the UFC is a great fighter. I have to I have to preface that. I don't want people. Oh, he's not great. okay. But if you look at who <laughs> Bigfoot has lost to since 2007, Bigfoot has only lost to Kane, Cormier, and Verdun. That's it. Right. He's beaten everybody else. I mean, and he he beat the piss out of uh, Fedor. Uh, well, and what's his name also. Uh, Big roided out dude from Holland. That's <laughs> that. Yeah, Al Overeem. Yeah, his name. But so yeah. I mean, if you look at the guy, I mean, he can be hurt. Mike Kyle did drop him. Remember that fight? Uh, Mark Hunt could drop him. It, the fight is in Australia, uh, and their Australians are going to definitely be Hunt, rooting for right. Mark Hunt. Which is funny because he's from New Zealand. New Zealand, right? But and normally they kind of sound the same. So be- <laughs> well, normally they don't like each other. There's like a big rivalry, like in rugby and and other sports, like in uh, rugby and in, in like cricket. <laughs> they they don't like it. But UFC, they made like you know what? close enough. We'll 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 take this guy over. Right. You know, but uh, I think that uh, I think Bigfoot wins. I I think uh, you you can't not love Mark Hunt. Uh, you know, I just. Uh, you know, if, if Hunt does what Stefan Struve does and puts his head out, and, you know, I mean, if, if Bigfoot, Bigfoot does, does that, that, he can right. definitely get caught. So Shogun's fighting Tahuna. Uh, Shogun's lost, uh, you know, he, he, lost, he lost to Chael. He lost to Gustafson. He beat Vera. A very close fight. I was there. 
He lost to Henderson, so he's basically lost three out of his last four fights. Um, Tahuna's a good fighter, but he'll stand and trade with Shogun. Yep. That's the thing about him. And he's got power. Who do you think wins that fight? James Tahuna. Really? Yeah. Shogun's, Shogun's on his way out. See, it does seem that way. And yeah. Tahuna's going to have the advantage. Uh, Bader is fighting uh, Anthony Parash. Parash just beat Magalise in 14 seconds. Ryan Bader is another guy who I never understood why wrestlers, who a guy like Bader, who's a two-time All-American, want to sit there and trade punches. It's like a Kardashian not deep-throating. I mean, I mean, seriously, if, you're, if, if, you, if you have that skill set, like he's, he fights, he fights uh, he fought Glover, his last fight, he's sitting there trying to trade, and he hurt Glover, but then he got, then he got caught. It's like Bader, uh, you're a great fighter. Stick, stick with what you know, though. Stick with what you know. You're not, you're not a striker. I mean, you have good striking, you have heavy hands, but you're a two-time All-American wrestler. And you're a state champion wrestler. So uh, uh, the Pat Barry fight. He's fighting so of the Hulk. You know. Um, yeah, I don't know who takes that one. That's going to be an interesting fight. Yeah. You know, uh, Barry. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, there's a good undercard. Uh, Mizugaki's fighting Nam Fan. Uh, I, I like Nam Fan. I liked him since the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, he, he's funny because he's like, hey, man, uh, I asked him to come on the podcast. He's like, but please don't roast me because it'll hurt my feelings. <laughs> like, but I was not. Did he really say he that? Said that I, but he said that, but it was like I, I respected that. Right. He's a very sensitive guy. I don't want to hurt his feelings. <laughs> I, he, you know, come on. Uh, Nick Ring is fighting. Uh, the Promise. Nick the Promise Ring. <laughs> Another guy is a good sport because some people think that Nick Ring might be, uh, might, might be homosexual. I don't know. I never met the guy. I have no idea whether he's homosexual. Right. He did come off on The Ultimate Fighter saying things like, you go, girl, or, oh, no, he didn't, you know, and definitely came across as, uh, let's say, effeminate. Is that, is that, right. a, is that the word? I, it's, like, politically correct. Is that, I don't want to get... change his name to Nick the Cock Ring, would yeah. that, like... <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Baroni could let him borrow his... Right. his but, but, but Nick Ring, um, after Nate Diaz said, called Caraway uh, a... Uh, uh, the F word, right? right. Um, I actually wrote that, that uh, on Twitter. I said, now Nate Diaz, the UFC says he has to spend the entire weekend with Nick Ring. Oh, like the, 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 and then Nick Ring goes, leave me out of this. Like, so that, that, that was right. like, <laughs> I thought that was pretty Uh-oh. funny. So that, that, that was, he did it in like a funny way. Right, like, right. So I, I'm a Nick Ring fan. Uh, Julie Kedzie's fighting this weekend. We've had her on the podcast. Now she, Julie Kedzie, um, she's, on a, she's lost her last three fights. Uh, she's fought the best, though. She, I mean, she's fought Misha. She's fought a lot of girls. She's pretty hot. She used to work at the Comedy Magic Club. And told me she, really? she told me she dated a couple comedians. And she won't tell you who? She won't tell me who. But I asked her on a date. She said she won't go on a date until she wins a fight. So please, please I, I hope she wins. Please win. <laughs> please win. Uh, she, she's fighting a girl who's undefeated, um, who's 6-0. and oh. I don't know much about the other girl. Uh, or her name, actually. It's slipping me. <laughs> I don't know it's much sli- about her, including it, her name. It's slipping me right now. But uh, I, hope, I, I hope Julie Kezzy wins. Uh, I, I, I really do, because I want that date. For, for, for your sake. Yes. I want to um, so, uh, what else is that? Uh, that's pretty much, we, I think we covered everything. Anything you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> no, are you going to continue with the, uh, are you going to continue going back to uh, Gokor? I'm going to continue to go back to Gokor, even though uh, my first thing I had, Dan the Wolfman's nuts in my face uh, during training. And by the way, uh, and then I had some, a black belt submit me. Uh, I, I don't know why I was even rolling with him. But yeah, I'm going to go back there. I, I saw Manny Gamberi in there. That dude's a beast. Yeah, I manful. Mean, he, he, uh, 
you know, it's like when you watch these guys train who are pros, you, you, re you really get a whole new respect for it. Oh, you yeah. Know, you, you're like, because, yeah, I mean, these guys look great. Yeah, everything looks so easy when you're watching on TV. Why did they do this or that? And then you, you watch, you see all the work that goes into it. And, right. you know, I, I think I'm, I'm definitely going to go back to GoCore. I, 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 I paid for like a year. God, I want to go back to train, man, but I just can't. It's just hard, man. It's hard when you're 35 and you're a comedian and you're not in the shape you you Once were, were right. and then I'm, and I'm wrestling and I'm going for lazy moves, you know, and I could also see the move that I want to do, but, like, but yeah. I don't, but I can't do it physically. I can do it, but I don't do it. And literally there were times that I would take guys down and uh, not this last class, but like uh, a couple months ago. And, and then they would get up quicker than me. Like th I would take them down and they would get up and I'm like, uh, uh. and actually the funny part was that like when I, when they put the, my first MMA roasted video up, on the underground, people were like, this guy, blah, 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 this sucks, well, you know, not funny. But then some people were liking it, and then some people wrote, uh, he's a really good wrestler, uh, which I, and then someone's like, but he gasses early. I'm like, gas early? I'm, I'm 35 years old. And you're in practice. I, and I'm not a pro. Like, uh, <laughs> what do you mean I gas? Like, really? Like, people just want something negative to say. But also, like, I, yeah, I should be gassing early. I'm, 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 I'm a, I don't. Pro, no I'm not a professional chicken. fighter, and right. I'm, it's like. But I'm looking forward to when I'm 50, and then I go, and I have no excuse to go, right. like, like when I'm your age, you know. Wow, um, but I'm 50 now. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm kidding, you're not 50. But um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna keep training, and uh, my my son is taking uh, MMA classes at Big John's. Oh, nice. In Valencia, where I live, and it's just hard for me to go in there because I used to train there, and then I got my arm broken by a guy named Dave Weber. He used to fight in the IFL. Really? Yeah. And he, he broke, broke my, your arm? At the elbow, yeah. My elbow was like, it looked like Misha's arm. Wait, 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 wait you didn't tap? I didn't, have, I didn't have time to tap. It just happened so quickly. My arm was bent the wrong, completely the wrong way at the elbow. And but he should know not to do that, no? He should have known not to do that. Yeah, I wasn't even a belt. <laughs> and he was like a professional fighter in the IFL, and he was just, pa -pa! There is a like, certain really? amount of There is a certain amount of bullying that goes on that is Well, like yeah, there's annoying. a Because I brought it up like recently when I was back there, and I was talking to one of the uh, jiu-jitsu guys, and they were like, yeah, he, he, uh, he's got some issues, man. He, he, he always goes too hard. He, he goes too hard on guys, and a lot of people don't like to roll with him because he does go hard like he's in a real fight. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, dude, I'm like a, a, a fat, out of shape bastard. And he's just like, let me see if I can, you know, how cool it would be to break a dude's arm. That's not, that's so not cool. Some, some, somebody so now I can't anymore because if I even get my arm grabbed, my arm, my elbow hurts. How much, how much did it cost you? Uh, I had insurance, so. Still. <laughs> uh, it cost me uh, ever rolling again pretty, <laughs> pretty much. That was in 2007. Somebody on Twitter wrote, uh, Adam, why don't you grapple Jessamine Duke for, uh, for charity? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to grapple uh, a female fighter for charity. Uh, uh, I'll sleep with her for charity if people don't want to do that. But I'm not going to actually grapple anybody for, for charity. So uh, just so you know. Right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. You do it for fun, though, right? Yeah. For, well, yeah, I'm sure why not. You know, I have no problems with that. Well, anyway, that is our show. Thank you, Roxanne Modafari. Thank you, Misha Tate. Thank you, Phil Baroni. Uh, thank all three Hilarious, of you. Hilarious, Phil. You guys were all... Really, really great sports and uh, and uh, great athletes and great fighters and I appreciate you coming on. Uh, where am I? I'll go to adamhunter.com to find out where I am or MMA Roasted. Uh, follow me on Twitter or at Adam Comedian. Where can people find you? Toddrex.com, T-O-D-D-R-E-X-X or traumacombat.com, T-R-A-U-M-M-A-C-O-M-B-A-T.com. And uh, yeah, Twitter, Todd Rex, Facebook, Todd Rex. Cool. Well, thank you guys for listening and have a great day. Later!